Io e cinque garçons, un casio, tre moto e un casco integralo mamma mamma Se ti tocca ti stavi preoccupando, tranquilla mamma sono con lei che sta shakerando you, The problem is you're from that generation of people that still thinks that in order to look professional you need to be clean shaven Yeah, because it's true I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't agree with that. You can have, you can have like, a, of course, I understand that you can, you know, you can, you go to a barber and they, they make it look bad, of course, but still, you, professional is shaven, simple as. I mean, you're probably not, a lot of people that rock the beard who try to do it themselves just don't know what they're doing. And that's an issue. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is true. And, I, and I'm really, and, and your generation's obsession with fades is, is something that, you know, makes me want to send you all to gulag because <laughs> fades are fire my god fades are fire shit. bro <laughs> oh, god. fades be fire what, 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 are you, what are you talking about oh jesus i don't know what, what would you what would you suggest i mean it, it is a very high maintenance haircut to, to 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 go for to opt for but i don't know if there's something about it it just kind of makes your face pop a little more like when you're tanned it kind of i don't know everything just I don't know. It, it, it pops. Stop being such a shallow cunt. Put on a hat and go to work. Says the guy who didn't want to put the camera on. Yeah. No, I turned my camera off. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> I wanted to do this interview in darkness. Have you had to do many <laughs> meetings in the past two years over Zoom, like with your team or something? I don't know what the operation at Sempre Inter is like. I don't know how many people you have. I don't know if you run it yourself. If you have one person, two people. No, 10 it's people. me and it's me and two others. Who, two others. Who, so, okay. So I don't know if, the, I don't know if you could really relate to this, but have you ever been in a big team meeting? Cause I mean, I was, I was a white collar worker until like a year mm -hmm. ago until I kind of like went my own way. Have you ever had one of those meetings where you got like 20 people on a call and you don't want to be part of it and you just, uh, you know, you I, lie. Your, you oh, yeah, I lie. Oh yeah. I lie. I lie. Very simple. What no, I lie. I say, I'm sorry. My camera's not working. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? That's pretty good. Yeah. I lie. <laughs> but, but you I can't really do that. lie. But you can't do that. I don't give a fuck. You, yeah, but you're a, journal, <laughs> you're a journalist who doesn't, like, I don't, I don't know, part of, your, part of your gig isn't really, like, taking part in large team meetings like that. When you work that no. type of job, it fucking mm. sucks. Every day you got to do several of those meetings. That excuse would hold up for, like, a day. After two days, it's like, Sam, what the fuck? You're like, you know, get, get your camera fixed. What's going on? Like, we need you as part of the meeting. Because I think... Eventually, like after a month into COVID in like April of 2020, directors and managers realized, especially with like degenerate sales teams, like the one I was a part of, right? Like, I think they realized that you can't trust just regular Joes to, to, to be disciplined in there, you know, at, at home. And I think it was implied that like, turn your fucking camera on because you could be taking a shit otherwise. And that's bad for morale. So, so. That's so, so again, that, that's the standard is you've got to keep the camera on when it's a giant team meeting. So has it ever happened to you where like 20 people are in a meeting, right? And all the cameras are on. It's like maybe like a Friday afternoon. And then like maybe one person turns off their camera and then a third and then a fit. And then like once like four or five people turn their cameras off, it's game over. It's like, all right, let's go. It's party time. Everyone turns no, off their cameras. No, the only time I've ever been in a, in a Zoom meeting like that is like a like during COVID, like digital press conferences for... You know, like, I don't know, whatever right. it is, you know, like a player unveiling or a pre-match at press conference and shit like that. What are those like? Do you have to keep your camera on or would yeah, you got to keep, you keep yeah, it on? Yeah, yeah, you got to keep your camera on. Yeah, Keep it on. Okay. Yeah. That's it. 
Because, I mean, the person you're talking to, asking the question to, it's, it's, it's like the equivalent of a press conference, you know, you're, when you're there and you, you get handed a mic and you ask the mic, you, you know, you raise your hand and say hi, uh, you know, me from blah, blah, blah. And then you ask your question. It's probably not a, a terrible way of doing things for someone like yourself. Like why? Like you almost wonder well, this why. Was, I mean, this is was I mean, this was because of the pandemic. Yeah, but wonder, you wonder though, that... why it didn't happen sooner. Right. Like, yeah, how that's that's they the may thing, not though. have had journalists call in from other parts of the world. Yeah. But at the same time, I I think both yes and no. I think when it comes to covering something, you sometimes do have to be there. Yes. I think maybe sometimes journalists have taken the piss a little bit and you know, you don't, you might not have to live there 20, you know, all year round in Milan and, and charge the expense account for living in a five-star hotel and shit that's taking the piss. But I do think that you, you can't do, you, she should be able to, you have to be there. I think at least, you know, for the big things. Yeah, I do think so. I think it makes the reporting better. Yeah. You could argue that with most things, like just a dinner is better than because, you know, for, for a while, people couldn't take like clients out to dinners and shit. Yeah. It's kind of been like yeah. a, a cultural thing in, 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 in business for a very long time. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're going to get to know each other. But at the same time, it's, it's a little bit of fuckery, isn't it? Right. Like well, we're going to go we're going to go out and we're going to have a good time on the company's dime. In reality, you know that a lot of it is kind of BS. I think a lot of companies realize that like I can't like like a lot of the business travel that we were sending people on, like taking a train for one meeting for a day to go halfway across a region why that that's what yeah. i mean that's bullshit. Yeah. that you can do like uh, I, sp- I spoke to i can't mention his name but one of the one of one of the agents who i speak to <laughs> quite regularly he was pretty fucking pissed off um i spoke to him yesterday and he was swearing like a goddamn irish sailor he's not irish or he could be out of you don't know because i'm not right. going to say who it is but he had a meeting keep with, him guessing uh, never let him know your yeah, next move. Exactly, <laughs> exactly but he had a meeting with an italian football an italian eccentric italian football president who demanded that he was there at his office on monday at noon which meant that he had to fly down on sunday and stay at a hotel and then he has a meeting that took according to him 45 fucking seconds and could have been done over zoom end quote <laughs> yeah well like some that. of those italian football presidents are, are just are, are are i don't know very old school it's funny i like that you said that it was an the eccentric italian football me, president but yeah. that gives away absolutely nothing because that you know, no it doesn't it could, <laughs> could, be one, could be one of like a few dozen I, you know? I keep my cards close to my chest when i need to uh and the same person uh the same person had a meeting with another eccentric uh, it- Italian football president who who had him waiting in his office for 25 minutes um, and this guy is not very tall the president and so the, again you're, the, you're not really narrowing you're not really narrowing <laughs> no, I'm not. down you can, and you the, can describe and, this and guy agent, way more and the, yeah, and, the detail, and it'll still be very ambiguous that, uh, and the agent said that when the guy comes in and his desk is like huge and since he's short he sits on like what essentially is a goddamn bar stool and looking down on everyone and he's got a giant pile of papers on on his desk which you can barely see half his face and he's like i was sitting there and i felt like i was in fucking school um because my chair was like literally like a stool that's completely by design 
Yeah, of course it is. And that's what he said. He's like, we were laughing. I was laughing because it's the most hilarious thing I ever heard. And he and I said, please tell me you took photos of this. And he's like, of course I fucking did. And he sent me those photos and I could not stop laughing. Um, that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. But it's it's like, you know, it is what it is. But it's um, yeah, no, it's I, I, I think nowadays you really can have um you know it's it's um it depends on the situation you know i think the meetings that are that quick fine you can have over zoom but if you have an agreement and you you, you want to have like a final negotiation and stuff like that and contract signing and all that okay docu sign is great but sometimes it's better if you meet in person because nothing can, at the end of the day nothing can beat you know the the actual you know you build a relationship with people not better but e i guess it becomes more genuine in a way if you when you meet each other I getting guess. drunk with each other is also big yes it is vulnerable yes, it, is. You know? it has been for thousands of years you know so Loose, loosens loosens everything up you know everyone relaxes yeah you know what it's fine yeah it's fine don't worry about it look we'll just shave the five million off and it's cool you got a bunch of other players in the pipeline we'll see you in two years for the next one all right i look forward to that all right shut the book you know yeah no, but it's like in Italy, especially it's so old school. It's we're talking like my grand grandfather's school, you know, like I was born in 81. I mean, this the, the, these people, the, the, some of the way that they run, it's just like it's we're talking like, you know, the, the great generation level, you know, 1920s people born in then kind of level of, of how they how they run things, uh, both for good and bad, because I, I, I think people like that, um, I think you know it's they're they're very they're usually very straight shooters and you can handle it uh, i guess if if you can deal with it um but but it is high maintenance it is it's fucking high maintenance yeah i mean look i have a theory actually that i think cuz the type of the type of person you're describing i think fits and i'm not i'm not I'm not talking about the uh, story you just told. I'm not trying to guess mm. who the president was. I'm just saying some of the uh, personality, some of the personality traits that you're describing that a lot of presidents tend to have. And the fact that they're old school, I think, I think the reason that Lorenzo Insigne is leaving Napoli is because of the fact that Aurelio De Laurentiis exudes a lot of those kind of traits and tendencies. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> he just, he just, he, he's he petty. absolutely he's, does. He's, he's petty. He well, of course he does, but I think that it directly is responsible or is a huge reason why, he couldn't come to an agreement with Insigne because it's insane no, when you I, think about I'll it. I'll tell you what, I don't think he wanted to. Here's the thing. I don't think he wanted to. Um, it was a nuisance and he handles nuisance the only way he knows how. Um, and he bulldozes through it. But the thing is, he's not stupid because he wins every single one of these battles. And even the ones that he loses, it's a calculated risk with him. And that's why Napoli have always turned a profit ever since he took them over. That's why Napoli, ever since coming back to the Serie A, have qualified for Europe every single year, barring the first year. Like, he knows what he's doing. Yes, he's a pain in the ass to work for. I could, I think I would, I would probably last about 35 seconds um, uh, with him in a room. But I think overall, I think he's very clear on what he wants he's very organized that way um he's eccentric and all that bullshit fine but it works and he's successful at the end of the day it's, he's successful and i think that's all that matters it's just that i mean anytime he doesn't want to resign a player because he thinks it's not financially viable 
he'll create some narrative. I mean, he did yeah, it with Higuain. He'll, he'll do always. it with Higuain. Blame the player. But he was right. But he was right. I mean, this is the thing. He was right about Higuain. Look so. at what happened to Higuain two years after he left Napoli. He was at Milan stinking up the place, like two, three years after. Like, he got paid for Higuain. And he, he's such a pain in the ass that Juve knew that the only way they could get Higuain was to pay the goddamn minimum release fee clause. You don't even go in there and negotiate with the guy. You just pay him off. And, I mean, and he, I, so, so he created a situation where he got every goddamn penny he wanted and Higuain got completely hated and Higuain really had already peaked. It was, it was a, I mean, that is one of the biggest wins ever for De Laurentiis, I'd say the Higuain thing. Yeah, I mean, he's. It's funny when he decides it's over, it's over. I mean, it doesn't matter if you want to renew or not. It's, it looked like Higuain wanted to stay on. He got painted mm-hmm. as the villain in that situation. I don't think he was mad that he signed for Juventus, who was a top he side in the country. But shit. I think he, but I think he, but I think he, 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 he. I don't think, from what I understand, anyway. Again, we're going back a few years, but I don't remember him coming, you know, into De Laurentiis' office and saying, you know, here, here's a fucking transfer request. I'm, I'm putting it no, in. No. You know, my agent's faxed it to you. No, I, I think it was very. I think it was very much the, the other, the other side of the equation which was he was kind of forced out and i think was i don't think he was forced out i think it was a question of he peaked he scored record you know the Serie A record um he was the best player in the Serie A. there was nobody else nobody else came close juve didn't have a striker of that you know magnitude um and De La was was basically saying, you know, because again, given that he he doesn't have a problem letting players go on free transfers, he you know he when he buys them and he amortizes them over the over over the duration of the contract, he's already taken into consideration that if they leave on a free transfer, it, it's okay, it's not going to hurt the business because it's already been paid for. How's so this? He, he was happy to have him leave. Yeah, he was happy to have him leave, okay. regardless. But he did it in such a way that Juve felt. We don't negotiate with Aurelio de la Rentis. We just pay the man off. They activated the clause. Boom, done. Yeah. And they were able to reinvest that. I mean, and look, the, the thing with yeah, Insignia, though, is they did. But Insignia is a guy who I don't think necessarily. <laughs> yeah. I know. Look, that negotiation went on for a very long time. I, I remember going back two years. He switched his agent from, was he with Mino Raiola at the time? Mm, I think he, I think he left Mino Raiola to sign with Fabio Pisacane, who's a, a, a Napoletan guy who, who's. Yeah. A very respected agent in Italy, but he, res- I mean, he represents, I mean, players of smaller stature than, 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 than Raiola. I mean, we're talking like Danilo yeah. D'Ambrosio, this is Danilo, Danilo D'Ambrosio's agent. Um, a few Serie B players' agents, I think a couple of Napoli youth player agents. Yeah. So, you, so, you so, know, so, there's a reason Mino Raiola and Aurelio De Laurentiis have never done business. Like, not that, too, not too often. I mean, there's, right. you can't have two popes. <laughs> In but, the same Vatican, if you know the, what I mean, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But but the point is, yeah, yeah. For, for, this isn't uh, this isn't uh, this isn't the year nine hundred here. Pope no. in the East, Pope in the West. No, no exactly. I, no, like, exactly. I, I, exactly. No, I would say no, but I remember I remember going back to that point. I thought, okay, this is a very this is a very good move. This is a token of goodwill. I mean, Milo Raiola is a guy who's probably gonna, you know, or at the time, I mean, when he was alive, rest in peace. Um, the late Minoraiola at the time, probably like he did for all his other clients, would have wanted to negotiate a transfer fee and a big, uh, you know, big payoff for himself as, I mean, as, as, he, as he's done. Um, it could be argued that that again, and I, I don't know that we would ever know. Maybe you would more than me. I don't know if you might have heard something, but regardless, I, I would suspect that it was because Lorenzo Insigne probably didn't want to leave Napoli that he signed with the new agent who 
ideally would have been, you know, able to broker a deal. It looked like there was a lot of goodwill on Insignia's part to stay in Naples. I mean, he had been there his entire life, yeah, not but- just at the club, like in the city, right? I mean, his wife's from yeah. there. You imagine what what a fucking what a fucking culture shock it's going to be when that guy moves to Toronto? Are you I don't kidding think me? it's going to. He's going to. Is it really going to be that big of a culture shock? It will. I mean, it will. I mean, it's going to be like outer space. Isn't, I, I mean, like Woodbridge is pretty much like. <laughs> Woodbridge. He's never going to go there. He's never going to go there. I mean, it's a suburb. You know, he's so. he's going to he's going to live in he's going to live in a high rise in in, in downtown yeah, Toronto. But, what I mean but again, is it's that there is an Italian like he's going to have an Italian culture, like a huge huge Italian, you know. There is a huge Italian group of people in Toronto, right? And and I think yeah, he's not going to China. He's not going to China. But I'm saying any. I'm saying if he went to Milan, it might be a culture shock for him. Like just being in Naples (laughs) is completely different. I mean, it's a completely different animal as a city, right? It is. It is. So I don't think he necessarily wanted to. Again, I'm a trip. I'm 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 attributing. I'm I'm hypothesizing here, but I don't think he wanted to necessarily. Even the fact that he has, I think, is just indicative of the fact that. Aurelio De Laurentiis is a fucking he's, he's a miserable old cheap fuck who, who, who said, listen, this is what I'm paying you. And if you don't want to take it, then that's it. I mean, he, yeah, he, there was exactly. no room for negotiation as no. much as Insigne wanted to fucking get a new agent. Let's go. Let's talk this out. Forget it. It's done. Not going to happen. Yeah, no, no, it was never about that. It was never about that. Um, it was about that. He didn't think and he was right. Again, you can say what you want. De Laurentiis was right. Insigne has peaked. Insigne is way past his best. Insigne is no longer the player he once was and have paying him that much money above 30 is not worth it. Not, it would have been a bad deal for Napoli. And he instead, this ended up, ended in the best way possible. This guy makes more money. He basically secures his grandchildren's finances. He, by playing in Toronto for those years and the, you know, he, he, he doesn't play for another club in Italy. There's not going to be, uh, you know, that, you know, debate about whether he betrayed his the city. He didn't. Um, and Napoli, Napoli's interests have been protected. And he got that trophy that was about as big as himself uh, when he got to leave as a thank you. Um, and great. every and everyone's happy. It was the ugliest trophy I've ever seen in my life. But it's um, that might have been that might have been a final little fuck you. You know, just. <laughs> Just, just no, no, not, not that he really deserved to be told the fuck off, but it might have just been a no, little. No. It might have just been. I don't know. Maybe it's the most bombastically <laughs> ugly what. trophy I've seen in my tell life. You what. Yeah, and but it was tall. It's it was half as tall his as size. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But it, t- I, I mean, tell that... you what. Are you sure that the guy that you know who went into a president's office who's not especially tall, who is sitting up on the desk, wasn't Aurelio Because it looks like. I mean, it sounds like exactly the same story. How funny would that be? If just, if the guy was always just trying to make people feel like little men and always trying to boost himself up, like physically. Mm. If he was that, you know, if, if he was that Napoleonic, I don't know. I, I could tell you. I'm not that. asking you to comment. It was just, I'm just saying that. No, I'm funny. Just, I don't I'm know how saying, tall he is. No, no, no. I, I know. I know. I'm just saying that, that the, the Napoleon syndrome of Italian football presidents is prevalent. It's I didn't exactly give, give away some sort of giant clue by saying that the person in question was, was thinks he's God and is short. <laughs> I have a buddy who's a Lazio fan who made me laugh the other day. He was telling me that Lotito and De Laurentiis are cut from the same cloth just two exactly old exactly. miserable fucks that, 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 that but Delantis is way more competent yeah he would say you know if, if they could they play games at noon so they wouldn't have to pay the light bill just have them my fucking favorite in on donkeys. my favorite story between them is when De Laurentiis allegedly smacked Lotito in the face and Lotito's honor was 
was besmirched you know, was was besmirched and he had to get even and 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 of all fucking people and Enrico Preziosi who played the, played the peacekeeper between the two I mean I swear to god these guys I'm not going to pretend to know anything about Enrico Preziosi I don't, I don't know I don't know what he's like it's the guy um, from Genoa yeah who was there I mean if you want to talk about dodgy guys uh I mean my favorite thing with him did he get was, arrested Recently, no, I think that was Ferrero, yeah, the Massimo Ferrero, the Sampdoria, the little, the the, the other little tiny Napoleonic complex Italian football. President I wish Nick was here town. right now. Nick uh, Gianaletti was supposed to be a part of this and he bailed because he had to, because he had to, because <laughs> he had to go work for a company who, uh, who, who, uh, who, who, who's a client of his right now, who I can't say, but if I if I could, it'd be funny. Well, I, I probably could say it, but I won't. Just out of, no, out of respect, but but, but 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 it would be funny. They're Montreal based. They're very well. They're very well respected. Um, <laughs> but, but, but no, Gennaletti calls uh, Ferrero the Italian Richard Branson, just aesthetically. <laughs> Not wrong. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, only Richard Branson doesn't have doesn't have the voice of a tiny little dog, uh, which Ferrero does. He barks. <laughs> Um, and and he literally is like a tiny little dog, and then like not not Chihuahua, hairier and fluffier than that, but that, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like, like 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 a Peking knees with the yeah, long, with the long, yeah, with the long, exactly. The long, that's the, long the one ears. I'm thinking yeah, of. The long hair. That's the yeah, one exactly. I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one I'm thinking of. But yeah, no, no, see. Preziosi is is my favorite Preziosi story is when Panucci and him got into it because Panucci obviously from Genoa wanted to play for Genoa. They hated each other, uh, and 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 Panucci insulted. Uh, Preziosi's six ways from here to Sunday saying, you know, because uh, uh, apparently Preziosi owns a toy store and and, and Panucci said something about uh, shoving up toys up his ass and, and and the whole thing was really, really funny. I would have called uh, him a pedophile or something. I no, no, no. It was, it was it was much more, much more Italian than that. It was it was much more funnier in Italian than that. And, and Preziosi, you know, lashed out. And, no, I mean, there's a video of them. I think a Chris, the Serie A president's Christmas party. Yes, it exists. It existed. No, stop. <laughs> yes, it existed. And you imagine a- how out it, you imagine, you imagine what fucking planet. <laughs> Andrea Agnelli must be wondering what he. You imagine what planet I don't he think, must be wondering he's he, on when he goes to those. One of, I think him. He's one of the guys who leaves early at that party. You know what I mean? Um, but the yeah. stage is Preziosi and Ferrero and De Laurentiis like dancing and yeah. There's video of this. It's on YouTube. It's very very funny. Was there a time when Zamparini? Yes, that you see what I mean. Ferrero like, Preziosi, yeah, you know, like Laurentiis, yeah. all intersected. With well, think of it this Andrea way: Agnelli's and, and you had Chen, so you post two thousand eleven, yeah, and you have like twenty thirteen, maybe I'm thinking, and 14. Massimo Cellino as well, you know, which who I also love, who who's a fucking rock star. Who did I mean, he own in Italy at the time? Cagliari, Massimo before Cellino. Before Leeds, Cagliari. Before Leeds was Cagliari. Yeah, that would yeah. And Yali would have been very much out of that one. He's like, he's more like, he's more into. And then you have Berlusconi dining with bankers in London type of thing. Yeah, and then and then you have Berlusconi coming in there who's just decadent. Oh my god! Um, And 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 (laughs) Galliani. He's back. And he's back. I mean, I am so happy that he is back. He hasn't aged a day. No, well, well, to be honest, I think most of his body parts aren't older than a day. But um, but I mean, regardless, Galliani and him being back in the city eyes is the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, just just think this 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 functional crazy league with all these 
these these characters who think they are you know god the reincarnation of jesus and god themselves and 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 have these you know narcissistic personality disorders probably 90% of them and now you throw in adriano galliani berlusconi definitely does a politician <laughs> are you kidding yeah, me yeah exactly just there just right off the bat but but then you have him and and then you throw that into the mix it's going to be a very entertaining serie it's already the most entertaining serie season we just ended but next season i think is going to be one of those yeah <laughs> it's going to be funny yeah many of those guys are self made too which yeah. um is, some aren't but many of them are yeah which i think kind of only adds to the Absolutely. illusions of grandeur because i mean they're old guys who came into wealth a lot of them through through you know but but, but no but through their own Hard work, yeah. Their own came doing, I guess. But in, I'm thinking in the 70s, 80s, a lot of them, right? Like a lot of them have had money for a very long time. A lot of them have owned clubs for for decades. Hmm. And then you just throw Andrea Agnelli in there, who's a trust fund kid. Yeah, who grew up around culture. Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, that, that, that's so funny and, you mentioned that, oh which God. is the reason that he and Steven Zhang, Inter's president, get along so well. Um, because I think they, they went to the same yeah, alma fucking, mater. I think they went like to, I, elbowing each other. You, you, fuck, you fucking see this freak show. I'm like, yeah, oh, no, no, exactly. This. Exactly. Is it and just me? Both, am I taking, am I taking crazy pills? Yeah, exactly. you, you see what I'm seeing, right? You, yeah. But I think, I think they also kind of went to the same alma mater. Um, I think they, they, uh, and they're both trust fund kids. And I think that's why a lot of this stuff is, is also, like you said, it's cultural. And I think they see, sit there together. And I mean, they, they were raised by when when their parents they they've always had money as long as they've been alive um and and then you have Rocco Comiso there who literally played accordion on the street corners of New York as a five-year-old you know and then built himself up I mean the the cult I mean like you know no but seriously like the cultural differences between those not just age-wise but also class-wise is going to be huge and it's going to be you know you know I wish Nick was here because he he sent me a he sent me he, I don't know he has a thing about he has a thing against Rocco Comiso I don't know if you yes remember I've this. noticed I've noticed I don't that. You, okay he, so you do remember because because it's yeah. been a while since you've been on yeah. but um he he's for the longest time kind of mocked him really I mean on the pod mm-hmm. when he was on it a couple of years ago when he came to own Fiorentina but also like in private he would always just send me tweets and stuff and say who the fuck does this guy think he is and I don't know what it is I think it's because Nick always found that. I don't know. You know, you have a bullshit meter, right? Yeah. You know, like I, I think I think he always kind of thought that he was full of shit. Now I never really necessarily got that. I don't I think saw... he's full of shit. No, I think no. He's but I think Nick. So so here's Nick's thing. I think he always thought he was doomed to fail, which may not be that. You know. Uh, well, he he Nick was right. Take. I gotta be look. Let me let me be on. Nick was but right. most that most most people who come into you know, especially as a foreigner, right? I mean, I know you're Ita- you're Italian of you're Italian of lineage, but as a as a guy who grew up in the yeah, business was- sphere in America, I mean, it's it's yeah. kind of like, I mean, you you've you've spoken to Joe Tacapina about this. I mean, it's it's very very jarring, right, to come into the Italian. Um, but the difference is commercial that, world. Is I, yeah, absolutely. And- but the diff but the difference is that Joe and and these guys, you know, Rocco was born in Italy. You know, he 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 came to America as a very young child. So he grew up there in the U.S. and he made himself there, but he he was still born in Italy. So he kind of, yes, he sees himself as an American, but I think he kind of sees himself a little bit more Italian as well. But But that's just a generational thing, because he just said he's born in Italy, but he still went to school in America and he still kind of grew up. Absolutely. absolutely. So I'm just saying, so you could see why 
him coming to own an Italian football club might be a little bit of a you know a, a heavy task. I mean, I'm very, I'm very. No, he wanted to buy to my Milan, Italian, but I'm, I'm, I'm very connected to my Italian identity. I know a lot of the cultural yeah. nuance there. But if I went to own, you know, if I came into money and I decided to buy a club, I think it would be a little bit more jarring for myself than somebody who'd been, you know, who who'd kind of been paying people off and and and, and had known, you know, the the the. the the high magistrate over the past, you know, 10 years and knows who to talk to, 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 to get certain things done. you know, I, that, that's all I'm saying. So that was always Nick's theory, but that, that aside, the point let's, I'm making this here is, is the thing. Yeah. Sorry. Go. No, no, no. Well, well, no, I'll let you chime in. I won't forget what I was going to say. Well, where, where, My where, point where, is where simply this, that I think Comiso with Rocco Comiso, the issue is that I, and I think he's changed. He, he, like in the past couple of years, yeah. The past, I think, the past year, he's more realistic, he's more realistic yeah, well, when he, speaks, he knows what, that there's no, certain things he's not going to get done. Well, no, not just that. I think, I think he's learned that he can't waltz in to a city like Florence with that long history it has, and that in the way that it's been run, and the municipality, and and go up to them and say that your stadium, Artemio Franchi, is a flaming piece of shit, and why don't you let me buy it and rebuild it? Like you can't do that. No. If you do that, you no. piss them off. Yeah, and, you know it's never that simple. Real. Yeah, I know because because no, why why not. why would you ever? No, but it, it, you, you think about that. You literally have a Robin Hood riding in on a white horse saying, "I'm here. I'm I will redistribute my wealth to you. I let me buy your fucking hot flaming shit stadium, and I'll, I'll improve it. Okay, we're gonna turn this into the New York the the New York Jets stadium. Matt. Like this is gonna be fucking NFL NFL caliber, man. It's gonna be the best in best on the peninsula no no why would you want to do that history man no, but it's history not, man it's, historical no it's not history man. it's 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 about ownership look the thing is this he wanted to what his problem was and he always talks about it when he says this he uses this example he talks about himself in the third person which i absolutely love about him he says when it's rocco's money rocco decides <laughs> <laughs> this is a quote, direct quote. And what he means is, if I'm going to build this new stadium, I want to own it. And they're saying, no, we this belongs to the city and the, and the citizens of Florence. We can't just let you have it. And he, what he needs to understand, and his argument to that is, but it's a piece of shit. And you're not going to win an argument with people in a negotiation by telling them that their asset is a piece of shit. Like he might have gotten away with that in, in, in the United States because he because it's a different culture and it's a different business culture. And, you you know, it's a younger country and, and everything is different. Right. But you mm-hmm. cannot get away with shit like that in Florence. Um, and, and I think he's realized that now. And I think he's realized that you need to also make friends with people sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't need to jerk them off or suck them off, but you might need maybe need to pat them a little bit you know, on the back sometimes and not always go for the confrontation is my point. Um, yeah. And I think, and I think that's why he's being, he's going to be more successful in Florence. And I think that's why he's had, he's, it, it looks like the relationship with the, with the local media is becoming better, you know, and, and all that stuff. I, th- I think a lot of that is, is, is calming down, but I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, you know, success, you know, you know, Flor Fiorentina are back in Europe. So that's always going to calm people down because success, everybody likes a, a winner. So um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I do think that he's changed. He's not the raging bull that he was when he came in. Uh, and I think it would have, and I think this was one of the reasons why he wasn't allowed to buy Milan because that's the club he wanted to buy. Um, I think they saw that this guy 
owning Milan would just be, you know, it just wouldn't work. You need someone a bit more grounded and stable and maybe not, not so bullish, who's a little bit more diplomatic, so to speak. Uh, and Rocco is, and is not that. Now he is more, but, but he wasn't when he came in first. I thought he was going to quit when um, yeah, so did I. when when I, I, mean, I thought he was going to abandon them completely and just and quit on them. And I mean, they would have never lived. He would have never lived it down. They would have never forgotten it. Right. The fans in Firenze and Nick would have been right. But I was convinced that. And when he held out, I, I think he actually kind of earned a little bit of respect. And, and maybe that is when he turned the corner. But I was convinced that it was over when it was adjudicated that he couldn't tear down the Artemio Franchi. I don't know when this was, maybe a year ago, a year and a half yeah. ago, because it was historically significant. And that's what I was referring to when I was talking about history, man, before. Yeah, but they that? made it that, they made ago? it that, they made it that to fuck with him because that, that's what I mean, because he was the way he handled it. So what they did was they basically used the law to make it part of like a cultural heritage, which means they just can't tear it down. Now, unless you know, you have, you know, you go through certain procedures because it's really, really like difficult. I, I have a, my, my, on my mother's side, uh, her, uh, her uncle uh, is a, uh, worked for the municipality as a chief art, arch, architect in, uh, in Florence for 30, 40 years. That's actually why I met Sting when I was a kid. I didn't know um, you met. I didn't know you met. Yeah, you just, yeah, you just said that like it's a thing yeah. that I was supposed to. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just remember now. That's kind of why I met him because, um, because he needed my uh, our family members' autograph, prima signature, to get his giant to Tuscan villa, villa built, and uh, and 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 he's so cool about it. He said everybody wants Sting's autograph, but Sting needs my autograph to get shit done over here. That's pretty funny, <laughs> but no, like like. I don't know, no, but that's true. That, when I was I mean, building, yeah, it, that's, so that's, no, I, I got it, I got it, I got it. But it's it's a special but, place. Tuscany and Florence is a special place, and and it's you can't waltz in with that like 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 Rocco did. Even if you have money, here's the problem: you you could go to Salerno, which is not a special place. Salerno is a terrible, decrepit place, and they would have still had the same mentality. It's not a terrible, decrepit place. Why would you say that? Piece of shit city, man. It's terrible. There's nothing going. On. I mean, you can go to Benevento, where all the fucking whores in Italy are. are, are oh my are, god. Are, 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 bre- are bred from. It's. I mean, it's oh my god. Hot, I mean, hot garbage. Hot garbage on every street corner, and they'd still take the same <laughs> approach because it's all about, you know, community well, pride. Are, you of and, course and campanilismo. It is. Yeah, and, and I and I think that's brilliant and beautiful, and I get it. Local pride and people, you know, the more we see in the world, I think you understand that dignity is, is, is more important to people than food even in many times, you know? Dignity yeah. and, and living with dignity is, is, is incredibly important to people. Yeah, I mean, it's a big part of people's identity, where they're from, yeah. man, in Italy. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not it's, just Italy. I think globally, people, you know, living with respect and, and, and dignity is, is very important to people. Um, uh, and and I think we sh- you know and I think you have to know that when when you regardless of where you're from even if you're Italian or wherever if you go to someone else's home you have to have that mentality that you know you have to treat people with respect even if you have money you have to be diplomatic you can't just waltz in there like a like a bull and say well I got the money I pay I decide fuck you well it's not it's, you know it's just not gonna you know it's not gonna work. The, the thing I was saying about Comiso before that uh, I was building up to what, what prompted me to bring him up in the first place is the fact that 
And I wish Nick was on for this reason. He would have talked about this with me and we would have argued back and forth and you would have mediated and you probably would have sided with me because I think he's someone who deserves a lot of credit for I do. sticking with Fiorentina. But absolutely, Nick was <laughs> Nick was salty because I think uh, Rocco Benito came out. Let's not forget his middle name is I Benito. Love you, I love we that. scooped well, You that. never let me. I know you, you guys, scooped it. You we scooped did. it. Because a guy who used to co-host like maybe 20 episodes, he, we called him the producer, Ale. Some longtime listeners will remember. But he would really just sit around and just like provide you just the peanut gallery. He would just laugh. Something which I think I need right now is a solo podcast guy who does a lot of riffing. It'd be nice to have somebody to just, to just laugh. In it. But anyway, Bounce that's what he used to yeah. yeah. But his biggest contribution to the podcast was, and respect, I mean, this with all due respect, I mean, he listens to the pod. He, he somehow... I think put two and two together. His friend's girlfriend was cousins with Rocco Comiso. His friend's okay. girlfriend was cousins with Rocco Comiso. Yeah. And, and inquired as to what the middle name was and it was Benito. Yeah. So, so anyway, Rocco Comiso came out the other day and he said something along the lines of, you know, you know, the president of Milan doesn't really deserve our, our, our full, our full respect because it's not his money or something like that. And Nick said, well, you know, fuck you, Rocco. Uh, that, that, that's about it. He, he just sent me a tweet saying, who does he think he is? And I was like, well, he, he's kind of right. Like, I understand where he'd be coming from as a guy who is playing the accordion on the street corner of Brooklyn. Bronx, actually. Remember? When I jump yeah, 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 yeah. The fact when I jump out of Bronx, okay? But it's a sport reporter looking like a goddamn question mark. Going, yeah, but eh. it is weird. It would it, like, just think about that, how weird that dynamic is that the president of Milan is. I mean, just the, Rocco from the corner. The no, but the, the president, no, the president of Milan is is a representative of a hedge fund. Yeah, think about how weird that is. Like he's the poorest guy there. He's the poorest guy in those meetings. He he he's an employee. He's on the payroll of a hedge fund. No, Gazidis is the uh, isn't he the um, yeah. isn't he, isn't yeah, he no, the no. director of operations? I think yeah, he basically runs like the that. whole shit. But I think the president is more of a figure. Is, yes, is, it more, is it more of a is it more of a symbolic? Well, role? it used to be anyway because we don't know now with a new. With this uh, Jerry, Jerry Cardinale. Jerry Cardinale is the guy that Comiso was referring to, actually, I think. No, no. no Jerry quote. Cardinale is the new guy who just came in today. Literally today. This day. When, with the new Redbird capital. He, he was talking about Gordon Singer, um, who owns Elliot. Um, it was an American guy. It was an American yeah, guy. Maybe Gordon was- Singer. He was, he was angry. And, and that... And that kid from China. I mean, that interview with, with Rocco is just gold. Um, he's always good. You know, he's always good for a sound like though. And you have to just appreciate him for who he is. I think just Nick in the beginning was like, who the fuck is this guy? You know what I mean? But but look, no, Fiorentina are, 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 looking, are looking promising, man. All things considered. Uh, they, they, I think they, they are. They, they were in they hell. Are. They were in hell two years ago. They almost got relegated and here the fuck they are now back in Europe. I but mean, the thing is, I think, it's like, I think it's like this. I think Rocco got, got humbled. I think a lot of things happened that humbled him. He came in and said, I'm not going to sell, sell Chiesa. I'm not going to sell Vlaovic. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I don't want another Roberto Baggio. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And, 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 you know, Fiorentina is where they are on the, on the, in the food chain. And he, his job isn't to, build the team that's going to win the Scudetto, but his job is to make Fiorentina 
compete maybe for a top four every now and again, maybe yeah. compete for a title. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I think he's understood and, and he needs to do it and he could actually do it. And, and, and I think his, the way he went about things was a little bit too bombastic and a little bit too lo- like larger than life kind of thing. And it's not, that doesn't really work. You can't do that in Florence. You can't no. do that in Italy. You can't just waltz in like that. You got to be much more diplomatic. You got to be much more cool and play the game. Um, and Rocco doesn't well, didn't want to do that. And and I think that you know the whole thing with, with Gattuso is uh, is is another example of that. I mean, he he he's it's like this notion of you don't pull a fast one over Rocco. Guy, you know, at least like he cares. That. I mean, the De La Valle family before had better things to, to, to they didn't give a shit. Know, they had bigger fish, they'd, to gi- fight, they'd right? given up, they'd given up. I mean, they, so. they completely just did not give a shit about Fiorentina, and and now now they have a president who cares, but I think he cared a little bit too much. And and, and now I think it's a good balance. I think I like Vincenzo Italiano as a coach, I, I'm not as sold as others are. I think him and the Zerbi and Dionisi and all these guys, I think. They are talents, but they're not there yet. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I think defending is still part of the game. Um, it would be nice if Italiano's team knew how to do it um, because they don't. Uh, they're, they're poorly organized. They would be destroyed in Europe. But having said that, um, I, so, but he's still young. So I, I like the project. I do. And I think yeah. they will, they, they, I think they will do well in Europe. I, and I don't, you know, I, I wish I really think that I, I want all Italian teams to do well. That's why I'm so happy. That's why I was rooting for Roma to really take the conference league seriously. And I'm glad they did because it's, it's, it's important to start winning those trophies and picking up those points. I was just thinking, who do you think the craziest president in Italian football is? Or not the craziest, I guess the crazy, crazy is too, it's too, oh, you uh, can it's use too crazy. term. No, no, you can use crazy. You can definitely use crazy. I want to rephrase that. I want to rephrase the question entirely, though, because there's too many. There's a bunch of different candidates, and it's a little bit. You, 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 you might just pull out a name, but it doesn't really. I don't know. It's it, it's it's very hard. It's very hard to measure that. It's it's very ambiguous. I'll ask you this instead: Who's the worst? Who's the worst president in Italian football? Who's the least competent? Because you can oh, measure competence. Easy, easy, easy. In the Serie A, it's it's uh, Cagliari's Giulini. He doesn't know a goddamn thing about football. Literally has no idea. And he's gotten gotten Cagliari relegated twice with teams that the squads that should have no business being where they are. I think as a football person, he's completely incompetent. But I think he's a good businessman. I think he's a good... He knows all the things on the side of the pitch. He just doesn't have a goddamn clue what's on it. Like Does that matter? Does that really matter? Yes. If you're the president of a club. Clearly I, does, but do you not find the presidents does. that fancy themselves too much? No, no, of a, no. But but if he clearly a, of, does, of savant, do you think that they kind of like you know might 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 over tinker a little bit? And it's it's almost, it's almost clearly it almost makes more sense just leave it to somebody else, some other figurehead who. But that's who, the exact thing. Knows that's the ex- technical but side. But that's exactly it. He doesn't do that. He gets involved and he fucks everything up. Well, who? Um, what, but, but does he listen to the scouts? Does, does he know anything? Does he watch players himself? Does he, no, of course not. But how no, does he but decide it's, it's not who about to that. sign it's and about, who to sell? No, 
no no i'm talking about the yeah exactly like going in there and demanding 40 50 million for nahita nandez and nahita nandez gets so pissed off because you made him a promise that he would be able to leave in the summer for much lower than that and then he refuses to go in training you completely disrupted the preseason based on this bullshit and then that kind of goes in and then you you've you've signed diego godin who you know doesn't work in a back three but you still continue to hire a coach and a place in a back three you bring him in at this point in his age and then it's just this constant incompetence competence and instability and dysfunction which he creates it, it, it Calgary is a really cool experiment to see just how old a back line you could put together for how <laughs> long and just see when it all falls apart like they've been trying man for a little while wasn't Bruno Alves there for a little while yeah but he was good there but he but was good but may, but he could have very well not I mean you do, if you repeat no, that no, several times issue... over eventually the wheels are going to fall off Right. No, no. Uh, my issue with Cagliari isn't the age or the experience. My issue is the lack of a coherent sporting project. The I think the the every as I said the things off the pitch he's really good at. I think that when he when he took over from Cellino and and the madness was that he was crazy in a different way, but he but, but he delivered results on the pitch right because he understood where to back off and when to back on. You know what to do. He understood where he was good at. And where he wasn't good at, and he used his his he used the right scouts and the right directors, and and managed those relationships to keep Cagliari up. And I mean, look at what Cagliari did. They discovered, you know, Max Allegri was had his big break there. Raja Nainggolan, you know, these are all, yeah. you know, these these are all under Cellino. But what Giolini do, did was supposed doesn't doesn't have that, and instead yet is going is is determined and hell bent on detail running that and he doesn't have the competence and instead winds up fucking everything up and Cagliari gets relegated twice under his presidentship. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Hear me out. Does anyone care that Cagliari's relegated? Could they I never do. come back? Could they oh, never come I back do. and it would just not matter? I mean How? that very seriously. Well, because you're anyone a Juve give fan. a shit that Cagliari you're a Juve fan from Calabria. And that's why you say that because you, you know, no, you, I get no, 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 no. I get the value of having a club from Sardinia. I understand that. It's I a, do. It's Gigi Rivas club for crying out loud. I know. I know. But the, that, that's true. That's a, that's true. Okay. They're a club of historical significance. It's John. It's but, Zola's club. But if they, I mean, okay. But if they, but if, but again, like, what if Monza stays up for the next 20 years and Berlusconi and Galliani create some really cool project and all of a sudden, you know, like Atalanta are a team that didn't have a ton of, uh, a ton of, you know, uh, success really over the course of oh, the, the 20th century. Did they win? Did they win five trophies? You know, no, and my, but it's, they were historically not really a huge club, but they've kind of turned no, but a it's not a, when I they've think... become one that, if we, you know, if the league went without them, we'd say, oh, we really miss Atalanta. We, you know, we miss Gasperini, right? Right? They built a new stadium recently. It's it's a club where people have kind of built, you know, built an affinity for. My point is, you know, history sometimes is just that. It's history. Like, does it does it really matter? Does anyone yeah, care that Cagliari, a, Cagliari in Sardinia is a big piazza, and and I and it's good when you know you have the geographical spread. And, and it's a historic Serie A club. And this is why I'm so upset that we have no Sicilian clubs in, in the Serie A. Um, and 
I, I like it when you have the geographical spread because it's, it, it's the Serie A feels it's a better league for it. It makes it a more interesting league when you have Palermo or Catania. When you have Catania and Palermo in the Serie A and you have a Derby di Sicilia, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Or Messina or or Bari and Lecce up in up in the Serie A. You know that rivalry, which is incredibly heated. Um, you know, I, I it's good for the league. I like it. It really, it, it's really, really good for the league. There's, it, it makes the league more interesting. And I, and I tell, I'm telling you, it's one of the biggest selling points that the Italian football, that Italian football has, are these, these, these stories. People love that. And, and the and regionalism, they, and that, yeah. yeah. The thing, the thing is, though, the thing is, I mean, like Cagliari hasn't done a lot for the league for a while. I guess is the point I was trying to bring. They well, what do you mean do for the? What do you want them to do? No, I mean, just just be be what, interesting, be interesting. <laughs> have you know, do do do, I do, think do, was some, do something that might. No, it's interesting. For, listen, you 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 view it in a microcosm. I mean, again, we're in a bubble. Okay, we watch the league. We understand the nuance of Italian football. Yeah. Um, a lot of people abroad don't care, but Silvio Berlusconi back in the league say. is interesting. This- that's yeah, but this go- is what I was going to say. I know, like, this is exactly what made the Serie A so big in the ni- 80s and 90s is, yes, they had the bra- the most money and the biggest players, and people watched, started watching, but then they, when they watched a Milan against Hellas Verona uh, back in the 80s and Hellas Verona beat Milan, you, all of a sudden you have a bunch of people supporting Hellas Verona for that reason from mm-hmm. the 80s. Same thing with Cagliari. Because of, uh, you know, I don't know, Sandro Tovalieri's playing there in a game they saw on TV in 1993. You know what I mean? Or Gianfranco Zola is, you know, or, or Gigi Riva, if you want to go back back from that, an absolutely legendary player on his day, one of the best in the world. Like, this is what I mean. Like, this is how you grow. And, and also, that's it's also part of what Italy, Italy is an old country. The history thing, I don't think we should discard that. I think we shouldn't let it dominate completely, but I don't think we should discard it either. It's the people like history. People like, you know, they, 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 they like going to some place that they feel that, you know, you feel like, like, like the feeling I had when I was in Rome in the steps of the Senate, yeah. the place where, where, where Julius Caesar was stabbed. Right, by right, right. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, that, I understand that what you mean. That's why, that's why, that's why Lazio are kind of happy that Mussolini's great grandson, you know, is, is on the bench for them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and, his, and, and he play. and my favorite part of that is that he's a right winger. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm still waiting for that to pop off. Cause we, we've been, no, he, no I don't mean like politically. I mean, no, that story, that right story, winger. that story. Cause it's still very under the radar, but eventually someone's going to wake up at the daily mirror. Okay. And say, Holy and shit. They, he scored a goal. Already... Mussolini scored a goal. For, for for Lazio and it's gonna be talked about. It's gonna be a big point of contention. I think they're gonna have a they're gonna have a debate about it on like an Italian political show. Oh, you show bet your ass they will. It can hasn't just been give, yet, but I'm hoping you know he, he's got. Can he's I got just a give a shout out to that in, to that Twitter account? Crazy ass moments in Italian politics. It's great. It's account. my new favorite. It's, it's great. One account. Of my new, it's my new one of my. New you ever see the account. you ever see the video of that guy who poured gasoline on himself <laughs> and tried to light himself on fire as a political I, statement? I, it's so good. It's but he so does good. it very casually too. It's a great yeah. video. I forget yeah, what the cause I'm was. Pouring, I don't know if he was an environmentalist or something. I'm it was an older gasoline older, but, on myself. And yeah, he I'm says writing. he says uh, he says it without breaking stride, yeah. without breaking like speaking stride he's got a ponytail he looks like a weirdo he's probably an environmentalist or something i don't know but he- no i don't think he is i think it's it's one of those italian talk shows where somebody's upset that someone's left someone it's like trash italian or something like that. i don't know 
but I, I think, think it was a political act. And he was sitting down on this, you know, in this giant divan. Very right calmly. And this giant, in this giant lazy boy. And he pulls that out of nowhere. Quindi io non lo saprei. Questa benzina. Io mi metto a fuoco. And they just pounce on him. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Because he literally cuts himself off mid-sentence. Questa benzina. And he like, he's about to stand up. All right, I'm here to set myself on fire. And it's like, he knows he's going to fail, but he puts up a fight because he knows that they're not going to allow it. Right. He would have just, he would have just lit himself on fire. He wouldn't have announced it. Right. No. He knows that someone was going to panic. Right. And probably well, it's on live TV. Right. Out. Exactly. But, but he still, he acted very well. He put up a fight. No, get off me. Get off me. You know, he was, he was, he was really putting it on. That was great. Yeah, you know, Italy's unique, man. But you know, like again, yes, here's is. the thing: like, like, like if Mattia Zaccani's kid plays for Lazio, it would be a big. And I tweeted this out the other day. It would be a bigger. He would get more shtick than Mussolini's grandson. Yes, grandson. he would. Yes, he would. And 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 that whole thing is, you know, Zaniolo plays for Roma. Zaccani plays for Lazio. The ex-girlfriend, the gender reveal at the Stadio Olimpico. She shouldn't have been allowed with heels on the on the fucking field. That that pissed me off. That really pissed me off. <laughs> Whenever Diletta, whenever Diletta is standing on the field in heels, it feels very wrong. It feels like uh, I don't know. Feel it feels it feels like a like a profound lack of respect for the uh, for the venue. And 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 that whole situation. I mean, the whole thing with who's the who's the who's the baby who's the baby daddy and who, the baby mama drama that they've had. Well, we know who the baby way. daddy is. We know who the baby daddy well, is. It is Akani. Well, it, yeah. I mean, I mean, just just the timeline wouldn't make sense. Like, it, it can't possibly be anyone other than him, yeah. unless I mean, it could possibly be someone other than him. But if we assume that, if yeah. our eyes don't deceive us, and you know, yeah. th- there's no infidelity, it can't have been anyone else. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's still a na- like it's still a great narrative. It's still incredible. Yeah, and also given that he, he was singing those songs, wasn't he? Like after the conference league win, and you know, it's. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's not a smart. He doesn't. He strikes. I've always thought Zaniolo strikes me as a he's an idiot, but he's not very smart. He does no. not come off as a very smart person. Well, no, um, but but you, you know, no, you don't think Karanasi is smart though. Like, and and I've seen a lot of people say, oh, but what about you know Mike Manian holding a sign saying "Shove the Coppa Italia up your ass" and and them singing about Hakan Chalanoglu. Yeah, but here's the difference. Zakani, Zakani and Zaniolo play for the same national team. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, they it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, it's Hakan not good. And I think that national team Lathan is in Ibrahim real trouble, man. We can, talk, yeah, exactly. we can talk about this in a sec, but I, I think the I think national teams and I think we're in we're, we're in a bad way. But I don't I do want to kind of circle back on this for a sec. Um you can you can decide look, I don't know if I should no, no, I know this checks out. What? What? <laughs> You can pretty much infer how smart a footballer is based on who his wife is or his <laughs> girlfriend or how hot she is. Jesus does that make sense? No, it does not. Now, so the, 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 the hot one the is a bit of, like the, the, the hot variable is a bit of a stretch because you, you could be attractive and be natural. My girlfriend is very hot. She's all natural. Someone might look at her and nobody's going to think, you know, he's shallow because she's hot. Because she, she doesn't look like... Chiara Nasty's very different. <laughs> Nose built up from, you know, from, from the ground up. I mean, just ridiculous, comical breasts. I mean, just, 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 just 
the Instagram account gives away a lot too. You could rip on us Gen Z kids, young people for wanting the skin fade and, you know, for, for, for feeling like society's kind of like passing you by, but it's a great barometer Instagram of the person you are. And what you put out is exactly, I mean, it, it, I mean, what you put out is basically your reality. I mean, you tend, you tend to not feel comfortable putting out thirst trap pictures. If you, if you have much, no, but this is true. If you, if you, if you, if you, if you have a lot of critical thinking skills, I think you kind of, feel very so I mean, you're do, listen you're doing it you're, you're smart listen, you don't listen. put your tits and ass out for not necessarily time. you could do it because you're very smart and you're like listen it's an easy way to make money it's just it, it, it's some people just don't have some people some girls could do it and they don't have the stomach to they're like i can't do it i forgot like god knows i could fucking post cleavage pictures and stuff I, just, I can't bring myself to do it okay are they less confident maybe are they just more reserved maybe all i know is federico chiesa okay strikes me as a very smart guy yeah. and he dates artsy women his girlfriends yeah, are look, like, his girl. I'm not saying all models are stupid. I'm saying no, 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 I know you, yeah. is not even a model. She's trashy. She's just, yeah, She's exactly. Just trashy. But like, Zaniolo is trash. I mean, his mother's yeah, That's his mother's what I was going to say. That's you know, his what father was, was a footballer. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's just, it's, it's, it's just what it is. You know? Yeah, I mean, he, he is. Yeah, that, that, it is a very trashy family. They are. Uh, Zaniolo is and his, the whole, you know, his mom is, is a former wag. Igor, the dad, is 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 a former player that never really made it, and 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 then you have um, yeah, and then you have Zakani in the middle of all this, and and you know you have the Roma Lazio rivalry, and and you basically got all the ingredients of an incredibly incredibly spicy Italian soap opera, um, yeah, very trashy one at that, which is funny um, for everyone involved. Uh, well, Italy has for- become trash, you see, and that's why I'm really upset that we missed the World Cup because if we had made the World Cup, and apparently we could still get recalled. I don't think that's going to happen. Some people no, are talking about it. It's not, it looks like, stop I mean, it. Gravina came out point blank and said there's a 0% chance yeah, it's happening last week. Happening, so, yeah, but you never underestimate how corrupt an organization FIFA could be, and it would be better for business no. if Italy was in it than Chile. I just don't think it'll happen. I think Ecuador is probably going to get kicked out, but I also think Chile is just going to wind up getting the bump. It makes sense I mean, that, that it'd be a yeah, it's, it's thing. There. It's comable, isn't it? I mean, but so let's assume it doesn't happen. Okay. Italy don't go to the World Cup. And uh, yeah, that's a shame because Dakani and Zagnolo both would have been on both would have been on that team if they were healthy. And it would have been a great, I mean, it would have been terrible. It would have been like fucking France in 2010. It wouldn't have been as good as the Euro. It would not have been a, a harmonious environment. It would have been terrible. There would have been stories and tabloids about it. And it would have been a really good just vibe check for how trash Italy's become. Well. The other side of that is that hasn't England been like that? The English national team been like that with, you know, these wags. And I mean, now the the Re- Rebecca Colin, Colleen, yeah. Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy thing, which is that that courtroom that that those legal proceedings are probably the the most hilarious, hilarious I've ever. I've ever Why are read. they even going to court? Because if I'm not mistaken, Re- Colleen. Rooney accused Rebecca Vardy. I remember the accusation. I just don't see how there's any criminal. Yeah, but I I think someone sued. Implication. Yeah, I think I think Rebecca Vardy sued Colleen Rooney for defamation because Um, she came out and said that Rebecca Vardy's account was the one that was responsible for it. Was so I I didn't I didn't pay attention because I didn't care enough because I think this is so dumb and beneath me. And yes, I do think this is beneath me, but I did, but I'm not arrogant enough. So that I can't laugh at the sheer 
trashy hilariousness of it um, because it was it was comedy. It was comedy gold. Um, Let's play this game for a second. Let's play this game for a second. Let's think of a footballer and think of who their girlfriend or wife is. And it'll almost and we're not trying to prove a point. You were just just word association. okay? so I just name a footballer whose wife I could think of. And we just say, oh, yeah, checks out or not. Okay, I'll start. Maruí (laughs) Cardi. Wandita. Uh, Now, that makes sense. All right. I mean, he's he's a bit of an idiot. She's a homewrecker. And no. he's he he's I mean, his his life has been a disaster since the time he was fucking 23 years old. And he, he, he became a stepfather to four children. Right. Like, so I think that checks out there. You can you feel free to throw names out there, too, if you want to partake in this. No, no, go, go for Federico, it. Go Federico, for Federico, it. Federico Bernardeschi. OK, he's a very artsy guy. He likes playing the guitar. He's like uh, he's all about being a free spirit. I think his baby mama and wife. I forget her first name. I think her last. Uh, she, she she was on. She was on like. Uh, she was on a reality TV show. It might have been Big Brother. She's a lesbian or bisexual. She's you know so, so whatever. He's a free spirit. He she, she's dated a woman before. Now she's dating him. I think she she and him broke up. She dated a woman. Now she's back with him. I had no idea about. Yeah this. yeah. I think her name is Federica. Federico and Federica. I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. She was. Uh, she's older than him too. She's old. She's older than him too. Which which makes sense to me because he always kind of I don't know. He, Strikes me as a bit of an older soul. Um, I don't know. Danilo D'Ambrosio, no tattoos. Very, uh, very, very modest. Yeah, they're very clean guy. cut. But yeah, they're very clean. Very clean cut wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in, this inter that they built had a very clean cut. Yeah, they own a this... restaurant together. You know, they're much more. Yeah, that would be, that would probably be me if I were a. Uh, if I were a footballer, because I couldn't like, like I couldn't stomach anything else. I couldn't do what Andrea Petania does, which is post with rappers and then you know, date models here and, the, and then just fizzle out. Like it's it's a really good representation of who you are. You can know exactly who a guy is based on who uh, his girlfriend is and what she well, posts on Instagram. That's the choice of of character that he wants to be with. But no, um, I guess you could tell. But yeah, I, I guess you could use that information to discern. Uh, a, a lot of information about someone but um for me i don't know i i think when it comes to danilo d'ambrosio i think they like with inter it feels like they've built this kind of they this is the kind of environment they want it's it's got to be very family oriented oriented mm. or mm. orientated like right. if you look at milan Skrinja and his barbara if you look at lautaro and his girlfriend and 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 Nicolo Barella and and all the kids that that he has and basically his you know and then Alessandro Bastoni was basically twenty two he's got like two kids um, you know it's it's very family well family-oriented. part of it is I mean Barella's dating a woman and again I, I'm not proud of how much I know about these guys personal life but her, she's like ten years older than him and I think they started yeah, dating they when he was like eighteen they, or something yeah they've been and she was just forever. popping kids yeah she's I mean she she's she made him pop kids out right away like you know you're you're vulnerable man when you're that young you just kind of go along with it you think you're mature because you've been living on your own for a little while you got a little money and they just get I think they get coaxed into it and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing you know every children are a yeah but with thing, them i think it's, it's different i think they've been together for like forever i don't think she's 10 years older than him she's uh seven or eight years older than him really? now now yeah which you know when when you're when you're 19 and she's 27 it's a little it's a it's a lot it's a lot you know uh but but but, but whatever i also think nico barella is not an especially brilliant guy like he's not a very bright guy he doesn't strike me as a no very- but he's a very you can tell with him that this is what he's wanted to do like he's a family guy like this is not he's not a very you know, he's not a superstar 
kind like he's he's not that kind of a guy he's just this he's a simple guy from from you know from from sardinia who he he loves his girls he loves his wine i gotta give the kids some if you talk about refined taste kids got some fucking good wines um he has a very good taste in wines um his cellar i would kill to go into his wine cellar and have a look at the he doesn't know any of the difference between any of the wine oh he does he does he does he does not when he does not i'll tell you why he does because he gets it foisted on to him he's at nima he's 24 i'm 24 doesn't matter there's no way he doesn't matter no listen and say no 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 the best sommeliers in the world some of them are younger than that even or have been regardless look listen this kid, when everyone goes to Ibiza and party in the summer, he goes to to the, to a district in Bourgogne where 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 the best wine is made, you know, and meets the finest winemakers and posts selfies with that guy. Like this, this is the the only time you see, and he's and he's stuck there with a t shirt and jeans, looking like a like a French wine farmer. Like th- this is who he is. He's a very simple like person in that sense. And there's no doubt in my mind that he will probably, you know, open up his own vineyard at some point. Um, and and he'll actually not put his like his name on a bottle like Wesley Snyder and flog shit. No, I mean actually grow wine. Like this is something I think he will do. I didn't and know he, that about him. That's wild. I'm shocked. I yeah. I, mean, I always I always figured because I mean I, I saw you had a nice bottle of wine one time. One time. No no no. This no no no. This is it. this is constant you, with him. You tweeted about it. You tweeted. Yeah about- yeah no. It's not just one time. It's I constant. Expensive wine. Yeah. You know, no, no 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 no. This this is the thing. Like it's not just expensive wines. It's just it's good wines. Kid knows his shit. Um and and it's not just one time. It's constant. So um. No, it's he, he's he's I think he's much more of a simple like uh, like a more down to earth kind of simple family guy who just has he loves his wines and I think he loves his you know he he that's why I thought, but he never posts stuff like you know how everyone posts stuff on Instagram and shit he just never does that except for when he's on holiday at at a vineyard in a vineyard in France you know <laughs> yeah maybe I'll give him more credit I don't know I I, I dude I I don't really. Listen, it's 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 hard it's hard to it's hard to um how do I put this? It's hard to really infer a whole lot from what um from what they put out on Instagram when they don't put out a whole lot because Barella is a guy who again is, is very private. I I always I always kind of I mean to, to be fair I hadn't I hadn't heard him speak a whole lot until the last year in the Euro last year there was a lot of pulling back of the curtain I think and we got to see a lot of those players behind closed doors. And I think just through that, I, I, I kind of deduct deduced, I, I kind of deduced that he was a sort of a, sort of a clown, but in a good way, you know what I mean? Just, just like, a, just no, like, he a, is. Like, 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 like a simple, a simple, a simple guy, a simple clown, <laughs> but, but, you know, no, but him and my team too, you know, I, I play the clown role very like all the fucking time. But, so look, I, I he, he was kind of like that. I think him and Brozovic, that's the reason why they get along so well is that because Brozovic and him are, they are funny, they they don't take each to themselves too seriously off the pitch. As I mean, I remember Conte saying that you know may, many of you may not know this, but he is fucking hilarious. You know when he's sort of speaking of Brozovic and he just jokes around and everyone finds him hilarious and right. he is. But but I think off the pitch he you know he you know on the pitch they're exactly the same. 
They just cannot stand to lose negative, you know, whinging and complaining, the negative body language. And I think no, but no, but no one else can stand that except the other one can like, they're like made for each other. This is why they're best friends, I think. And this is why they get along so well. Um, I think they're very similar. They're very, they're very down to earth family guys. It's just Brozovic is, is a bit more crazier. <laughs> you know, he doesn't, or by crazy, I mean, he doesn't seem to live. Well, he's Balkan. He's Balkan. Yeah, he's, Balkan, he's a Balkan he, man. He, yeah, but he's out there. Like the epic Brozo Cafe that he's open, which is essentially just a emoji going like this, and you know the hmm <laughs> that he's open, <laughs> and the the clothes that he sells of the crocodiles because that's the thing. I mean, it's just the guy is just and the bomb that he tattooed here and yeah, I mean, yeah, he just, had a crypto face for a while too. That was funny. I like. Yeah, that. he's still doing that. I mean, he's into. I mean, his launch of crypto was just. You know, the, the it was so funny and weird, like this guy, or or when he posts a photo the day after Inter won the Scudetto, of where he is so hung over, his blood, his eyes are blood red shot. Yeah, tears yeah, that, are coming down. I mean, it's just you know, he's 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 like who is? The yeah, that was is? a meme maker's dream. I remember that one. That was yeah, great. He, that was a great. So great funny. I don't know, man. Fuck, Barella played today for Italy. That was a that was a terrible game. It was a terrible game. They have nothing going forward, man. The finalissima Nima. I mean, Messi wins another major trophy. Oh, God. I mean, so this is a weird one because it's friendly. Yeah, it's It's a stupid trophy. It's fucking friendly. Stupid trophy. Can we please? But but here's the thing. If we, Nima, 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 if we we had made the World Cup, okay, and we wouldn't already, we being Italy, right? Italians everywhere, we being the Italian national. I I, I use we even though I have no part in the fucking squad, but let's, (laughs) whatever. It's an identity thing, right? Like you're like we were talking about before. Okay, so so if we qualified for the World Cup, I think we lose three nil today, and all of a sudden alarm bells start going off. I don't think people say it's just a friendly. I think people actually take this a little bit more seriously. I think going into it, there's a little bit more hype. People are more excited. The reason that a lot of people give a shit about this in Italy is because it was anticlimactic. Because people are like, okay, we really have to get up for any fucking games right now. It all feels pointless. It all feels like it's for nothing. Meanwhile, games are still taking place, you know, and 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 there are. Real um, takeaways that we can have from from watching some of the shit that we've seen in the last few months. And I think we're going to get a lot of that in the next two weeks because there are five international games that Italy's playing, five international matches, including uh, the Nations League, right? Which is starting now because of the really weird calendar this year. But, yeah, you know, while nobody cares anymore and while everyone's kind of like down on the team, we still have to play Germany twice, I think, in England, and we played Argentina. Like these are games against top sides where it would be interesting to try some you know, new stuff out and see how it works. To sort of see almost as a barometer to see where we're at right now, right? Was the Macedonia loss just a, a one-off thing where we kind of like just crumbled because of the pressure involved, just like we did at San Siro? My theory about that was it was a lot of the same players that were at San Siro when we lost to Sweden or tied Sweden four years prior. I mean, almost almost to a, to a T, uh, you know, Florenzi, Mobile, Belotti, Insigne, Giorginio, Verratti, they all played in that game at San Siro and they all played in Palermo. So maybe when it didn't work out, they start to fucking panic a little bit. I don't know. And then you come out and have a garbage game like today and you realize, shit, there's not a whole lot going forward. And we've been saying that for a while. 
you know, Look, the attacking I, the attacking issue, you know, broadly. The number nine issue. The number nine issue is. is but this it, isn't it, a number nine issue today. This is just an inability to generate anything going forward without. But they didn't. Look, they, they didn't. Federico I, I don't. I, I couldn't care less. It was. It was. Re- I, I don't say that about ever when the Italian national team plays. But this was obvious that this was Chiellini's last game. I mean, it was. You know, it was. It was a bunch of that as well. This wasn't a serious reboot. This was just, you know, Nima, it's, it's actually not his last game. I don't know if you heard. He came out after and said he's going to play till uh, the end of the Nations League now well, the, because yeah, he didn't want to. Because so, see, so he, he almost retired after the Euro, you see. But he decided, you know what, we're going to go for one more World Cup. But then when that didn't work out, he's like, you know what, I'm going to play one more game and we're going to do the finalissima and I'm going to go out <sighs> against Argentina. It's going to be glorious. But now he's decided that he's going to go out in the Nations League just to lift one last trophy to maybe go out on a more positive note. He's going to extend it a little further. Did you hear? I don't know. It's, it's, it's a thing. That's happening. He's come out and said he's going to play the Nations League. It's a real thing that I didn't just make up. It's happening. No, no, no. Yeah. My point My point is sim- simply it's a goodbye thing for him. You have a bunch of these other players. You know, they're all tired. It's been two really grueling seasons between the Euros and everything. All the games, these guys are exhausted mentally, physically. I think it's just this is just a case of just play off these games. The Nations League doesn't matter for shit. The European qual the qualifications, the ones to start matter start later in the year. This is like this is I, I don't I couldn't I, I just don't see the fire or hunger or that it matters for anyone. There was no concentration uh, involved, I thought. And 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 I don't think it's that bad. I really don't. I think when it when it actually starts to matter, um, you'll see in Italy that will start delivering. Um, and, and I think that the, as much as people want to talk about Chiring Mobile and Belotti, I, I don't think either of them will start for Italy with, with in a year from now. I don't think either of them will start or even are even in the squad. I think we will reach a point where, where players like Scamacca and others will, will, will simply stake, continue down the path of growth that they're on which is really encouraging and i think we'll we'll reach a point where you know chiro's hitting a few years he can actually become historic he can become he can win five capo canonieri he can he can beat francesco totti for goals in the Serie A. that's he's already won a trophy with italy i think he could you know he could really cement his place in calcio history by doing that and I think one of the one of the reasons, you know, that, that Sarri basically said, and I think he should retire from the national team. I agree. I think so, too. Yeah. And um, Lorenzo Insigne came out yesterday and said he wasn't. And that's weird. That's weird to me because yeah, that is after weird. winning the Euro and moving to MLS, that should be about it when you don't make a World Cup. I mean, if there was a World Cup, you say, I'm going to play the World Cup and then I'm out. You know, but but I agree. I, yeah, it's weird. And there's this like inability to let go. And Leonardo Bonucci should be let go of, too. He should be allowed to walk away. Yes. He should do. He should take it upon himself because there's no point. There's no point in keeping him around. There's a chat like, like what? It, it is selfish in a way. And I get it. You want to have a illustrious international career. But man, like you won a trophy. Yeah, it's, it's very I think both of them he retired at 30. I remember being very upset at the time. I was nine. I didn't understand it. And uh, it makes sense in hindsight. You know, what are you going to do? No, he won the World Cup. That's it. What, what, and there's then nothing been, more you could. He would have come back for the World Cup in 2014 if he were called up. He would have been open to it, I think. 
Now, it didn't happen because it would have been insane. He was 38 years old, but he had a really good season in 13, 14. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. And there was talk. Maybe he'll get called out. Or maybe it was in 2016 for the Euro. I don't remember. It was one or the other. It might have been the Euro in 2016. He had had a very good season at 40, and it didn't make a whole lot of sense, right? Antonio Conte was never going to take Francesco Totti. But I think, and again, this was just talk. I never, I never met the guy. That's not true. I actually did meet Francesco Totti once for 30 seconds. But I didn't. Uh, I didn't ask him. <laughs> it was. It was a month after the Euro. I wish I, I should have asked him. Would you have gone? But I don't. So I'm assuming that he would have gone based on articles that I've read and based on the fact mm. that he kept saying he was quoted a couple times and say, saying like, you know, I, I feel good, whatever that means. So, but it didn't happen, right? So if you're in senior, retire, okay. If you come back to Italy, to Napoli, okay, you're 37 years old and you're fucking tearing it up and you're 15 assists in the season. And there's talk of you coming back and you want to maybe be open to it. Fine. It won't happen again. But but just you have to. You, you, why? Why just say, no, the door is still. Yeah. Open. What's the point? Again, like it's almost like us going to the World Cup. If we were to get recalled would be terrible because then we would have to kind of recycle the same side. And it's like that yeah. team has done everything they can. That team has done absolutely everything that they are able to do. They kind of pulled it out of themselves. They they won a trophy. It was glorious. OK. Move on. I mean, Yogi Lo got shit for it. You know, for, for 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 after winning trophies, phasing guys out. But in hindsight, it may not have been that crazy. No, it um, wasn't. I think I think what he got shit for was 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 losing, phasing people out at the wrong time, and then bringing them back in, and then using a system that didn't work. I mean, he he lost it to the to, at the end there. But no, I, I get your point. I agree with you. I think that Insigne should have retired. Said like said, the and I love the and guy, him, but yeah. he, he's got to go. Like it's, it's no, I, and, and I think Chiellini and Bonucci, you know, I, I understand why, given that it was just a year between having won the Euros and the World Cup, but I absolutely think that Bonucci should have retired with 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 Chiellini as well. It would have made life easier for Mancini to to start to you know to 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 phase in new people. Um, but no, I'm with you. But I'm not worried. I am not worried. I look at that squad. I look at those players. I'm not worried at all. I see, I see a Spinazzola coming back. I see a Destiny Udogia, 19 years old, who is tearing it up. I see, um, I, I, I see Bastoni, who I think is the future of Italian, the Italian defense. Donnarumma is still very young. I have uh, the midfield talent is insane. From Tonali to Barella to Verratti, okay, he's 30. Uh, Jorginho still got it. That's okay. Verratti is one of those guys who could play into his 30s. We see it sometimes, Ari, right? You're, you're, you're yeah. not a dinosaur and watched when you're 30. It depends on the type of no. player you are and the type no, of you game go, you are. Yeah. They, 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 you're you playing and how Barella. you play right now, right? Verratti hasn't shown any signs of slowing down, and he's, no. he's a very technical player, and he can evolve. Yeah, uh, he can evolve. And then you got Barella, Tonali. Different. You know, you got all these other 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 players. You got Federico Chiesa, who when he comes back, who I still think is is the biggest star of this of Italian football. The uh, Italian Italian Italians in Italian football. I think his ceiling is the highest of all of them. I think he's the only Italian player whose raw talent is good enough to even be discussed and and maybe one day even win the Ballon d'Or. I think he's in the right club um, to do that as well. Um, and, and, I, and I think Zaniolo is, is starting to come back to his own. Um, I, I see Scamacca, I see Raspadori. I see so much talent and I'm not worried at all. 
I'm not worried at all. And and I and I don't care about how it goes against England and Germany in the Nations League. I could not care less. For me, it's it, this what matters is the European Championships now and getting to that tournament and doing something respectable, quarterfinal, yeah. semifinal. I'm gonna pl- look. So so we're gonna use this guy as a case study of what to do now. Okay, Giorgio Scalvini. Okay, center back from Atalanta. He's like what, 20 years old, 1920. Yeah. Is he he's even younger? I can look it up. He might be. I think he. I think he's 18 or 19. Actually, he might be turning. If he's not, if he's not 19, he's turning 19 this year. Okay. Mm. Now that's good. That's good because we have a tendency to say that at 22 you're a young man. Like Giacomo Raspadori is not. He's he's no. You know he he's no. He's no fucking grandfather by any stretch of the imagination. He's 22 years old. He's not been yeah. in Serie A that long. He's played one full season really as a starter. Okay, but also we need to acknowledge the fact that at 22 you should be kind of at a point yeah. where you are starting for a fucking Serie A club or for yeah. a top play club if you are going to be a player who plays for your national side. Because um, ideally you would have gotten a break when you're 18, 19. And this is the dialogue that kind of got started really. Um, there have been rumblings of, or there, I don't know. People were whispering about how this is an issue in Italy for a little while, but I think it really came to a head after we lost to Macedonia at the end of March, where people were like, you know what? It's kind of nuts that at 17, 18, players aren't being brought into first teams and they're being well, yeah, kept in I primavera mean, and they're being sent out on loan to City of Chief, yeah, City of yeah. B-sides. Now, Giorgio Scalvini is not a guy you could say that for. He's 18, 19, and he's playing for Atalanta this year. He played like 15, 20 games. He's in the fray. I don't think he was on the bench today, but he's, he's he got called up. Now, he's a part of that group. I think that tells you exactly what you need to know, which is that yeah. Roberto Mancini is kind of acknowledging that, you know what, you kind of got to use every guy that's young and that's playing minutes in Serie A right he, now. Look, What's the look, point of not doing so? Now, ideally, look, you want a bit of support from the club because Italy develops talent very well. The problem is they kind of don't mature them very well and they mature Ro- a little bit Roberto later. Roberto Mancini is, issue, is fantastic, right? is fantastic at, at giving youth a chance. Let's remember who this guy is. This is the guy who gave Balotelli his, his big break when, when no one believed him and played him in the Coppa Italia. He scored a couple of goals against Juve. Um, and and took him on at Inter. I mean, he has no problem bringing youth in. Let's remember that this particular Italy side that won the Euros, nobody believed in it when when he took over that job. And he he believed he he started he completely threw out the old, that came in with the new. He's done it before, and and I think he will do it again. I think he's the right man at the right play at the right job. I I think the this World Cup missing the World Cup is completely different than the Ventura Hatchet job. Um, I think it's a completely different Italy. I think this was more down to moments, uh, individual moments and wrong decisions in those moments, like letting Jorginho take penalties. After of course, of course. Like just but stuff the, like that. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. a structural issue. It was more down to, you know, sometimes, you know, La Palla e Rotunda, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sports are, sports are, 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 it doesn't you know, go your way. Because it's random. But, you don't know the outcome yeah, of what happens, no. right? If it was that interesting, we wouldn't even watch the World Cup qualifying. Yeah, no, no, but like, like for me, it's not. We would snap our fingers and we'd be there, right? Yeah, but it's not a structural problem. Italy doesn't had a structural problem after Ventura crashed. Italy doesn't have a Italian national team doesn't have a structural problem now. No, no, I, no. I I don't think so. I don't, I don't think there's a qualitative problem. I don't think there's a structural problem in the national team. I think it was more down to chance. So that tells me keep a cool head, calm down. Nobody has to resign. Nobody out. Let the man work. And I think yeah. a good thing, a part of that would be, yes, I think Leonardo Bonucci should have should have retired. I think, you know, the, these older guys, the Ciro Immobilis should have retired. Should Fabio Cannavaro have been there in 2010, right? When Marcello no. Lippi called upon him. Should no. Fabio Grosso have been there? No. 
right? You can't blame but, but you them. kind the of fall victim to to like a weird fallacy as a as a winning manager in international football is, which is you want to be loyal to the guys who you've had success with. Yeah. Um, but that was but, more Leapy's fault because I mean, he didn't really have he didn't really have that much to choose between. But I think with Mancini, he actually does. I think he's got things to choose between, and I think he will phase these guys in. And then that's why I keep saying that from a year a year from now, I think we're going to see the Italy that will go to the Euros and the World Cup, and I think actually do really really well in well, in maybe not yeah. win the Euros, but in the World Cup, I think that's what Mancini is like. Fucking, I'm, I want to win this thing now, yeah. and I think he's got the. I think in four years' time, Italy absolutely with these talents, if they continue to grow and the age that they'll be in, that is usually when you win trophies. The, the Italy side that won in the Euros is kind of an anomaly. Um, they're, you know, barring the, 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 you know, the, the Borucci's and Chiellini's and the Immobiles, it's pretty young. It was a pretty young side, you know? Um, but, but I think it's um, no, I, I'm not worried at all. And, and I don't think we should be, but I, and I think he should, I think he will at some point, have that chat with Bonucci and say, look, because Bonucci isn't Chiellini. Chiellini's always been defensively sound. In my opinion, Bonucci, his greatest attributes was his attacking game, his yeah, passing distribution, game. of course. Yeah, the yeah. distribution and the heading. Yeah. He had a fantastic Andrea Barzagli and Giorgio Chiellini behind him doing all that work. They, were, they you know, they carried him defensively. Um, and they had Buffon, who's probably the, you know one of the greatest, if not the greatest goalkeeper of all time. So I think that that now playing Bonucci in a back four, mm, I don't, I'm not so sure. And I think Allegri, who we know doesn't give a shit, um, he's essentially the Grinch. He will, he will bench Bonucci. He does not. There, there are no fucks given there. If he doesn't feel that Bonucci gives him what he wants, he will bench him. Period. Done. Punto. Because that's Allegri. Um, and, and now these rumors of Demiral, you know, Atalanta not buying Demiral. I mean, that is a godsend for Juve if that happens. Demiral and De Ligt, are you kidding me? You know, like, yeah. that's, that's a good central defensive pairing right there, dude. Like, that's not, but again, and this name is going to come up again, Giorgio Scalvini, right? That's, yeah. that's, that's a big reason why I think they didn't need to renew Demiral or feel they absolutely had yeah, to. Exactly. It's, 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 a good, it's a good thing that a young guy was given a chance to come through it, but it makes you, but it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder why people don't. Well, that's in Italy tend to give a little bit more of a chance more often. Well, one you of know, the, one of the reasons is 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 my colleague on the Italian football podcast, Carlo, always bangs on this drum about you know this dinosaur mentality he calls it, which which Allegri embodies according to him. This you know this this amazing interview that Allegri did with um with i think gentleman's gq in italy where he talks about you know how <laughs> young players have to fight a gavetta first in serie c and then go to serie b and then afterwards go to a to a relegation fighting side in the serie a and then to a mid-table side and then to a <laughs> and then eventually to that killed the so when when he's that the that mentality team in the is country ancient. that's bad for the national team but yeah, he doesn't that, care because all he has to do is win over a he can get more out of players over a season when they're a bit older. I don't know what it is, but there's something about international football. For some reason, when you cross a certain threshold, yeah. a lot of guys retire and it's almost like a younger man's game. Generally, generally, it's a little bit faster, a little bit younger. It's also less technical, less ta- it's less tactical for sure. But you could argue it's a little less technical because of the number of 
countries that yeah. are involved in international football. Right? You play Albania, it's going to be a less technical game than, than, than you know, if, when if Juve play Milan, Verona yeah. is playing Sampdoria yeah. because it's two top flight sides. Whereas, you yeah. know, if you're playing the Albanian national team, you might have guys playing the Albanian top division or the second yes. division in Germany or whatever. It's a little bit random. So for whatever reason, for whatever reason, you can get away with having older players in uh, club football. Yeah. So I, I get, I get what I, what I like he's going for. He wants guys he could trust. It's very upsetting when um, it's very upsetting. It's, it's very upsetting when your team doesn't win. It, wor- it works when you make a Champions League final with you know Mario Mandzukic tracking back to the left back position, and it, it's very upsetting when um, you're you're scraping out a fourth place finish with um, oh my god you guys who such... he still this... goes to battle for. Listen, shouldn't probably be getting any more minutes for any side with Champions League ambitions. I'm thinking of Mattia De Chilio in particular, who he's always believed in because he can trust him. He knows what he can get from him. That's a big thing with Allegri. It's strange. You wonder where Filippo Radocchia and, you know, Nicolo Ravella and uh, Rovella, excuse me, and Fabio Miretti are going to factor in, you know, Nicolo Fagioli. These names that we always hear about as Juventini, I'll talk from the Juventino perspective here. These names we always hear about are just that they're names until they're given a chance to prove themselves. We don't know how well they're going to play. It's not the same as playing U20 or U21 football or City Chief football. And I know that Rovella has played in City after a little while. This doesn't apply to all of them across the board, but I'm just saying if you're not going to give a guy an opportunity, it's very difficult for us to really have a fair assessment of how good they are. He knows he sees them in training maybe, but, but, but it's frustrating for that reason. There's a lot of question marks. We don't know listen, what listen, their listen. level is. We only hear about them as, listen. as names. And then they become these, like these concepts of what the problem is because they are not being played. These concepts with the concept of Robella, he needs to be brought in because he's young and Italian. You see, yeah. you know, it's, it's weird. Look, but, I think it is weird too. And I think this this notion, Juve fans have to kind of take a fucking chill pill. You have been winning titles constantly since 2012. And this is That's, normal. This is yeah. normal. This, this is, is competition. This, this, this ups and downs are normal. You, the cycle ended this season for the first time in 11 years. You didn't win a trophy. The, the no, that that trophy hall is the abnormality. Yes, Juve should be doing better than finishing fourth. Yes, Juve should be fighting to win the Scudetto and win it. But one year without trophies does not warrant this histrionic reaction of every, you know, spurn the house down, sell the team, send Agnelli, send him, send that. No, 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 no. The, the problem, the foundation of this problem was laid when you had Fabio Paratici, when you decided to go with him over Beppe Marotta and Fabio Paratici started signing every, every one over 30 at high wages and couldn't get rid of him. The and longer Fabio Paratici stays at Tottenham, the stupider it looks that we had him at Juve at all. Because not only did he sign players that were, eh, you know, it was always a bit of a wash, right? Some worked out, some didn't. You got to give him credit where it's due. Some players were good signings, others were not. But he just doubles down and he fucking brings them back to Tottenham. Yeah, you know, there are rumors well. that they want to bring Weston McKenney in now after having brought in, you know. I think I think Ooh, Weston Romero and Kulusevsky. Let like, me. Well, this is the thing. Rome, uh, look, and Romero's a very good player. Let's not, Kulusevsky let's not, let's not and Bentancur. Yeah, and and so is Bentancur. Bentancur is the is the one I was forgetting. Thank you. Yeah. So so uh, they're good players 
uh, it's just they they work better in the Conte system than in the Allegri system. And and I think someone like Weston McKenney for sure works better in a, in the Premier League and the in a Conte system. First of all, Conte would would chew his ass out if he brought ranch sauce with him, like just stuff like that. Yeah, would, Conte would chase that shit out of his life and he would have him working eating sleeping shitting football on the level that you need to be at to win because that's how Gantel or he or he would kill him or he would send him away yeah he, he would destroy he would his give, life he would give him a year he would give him a yeah. year yeah he, he would, would give him a few months the way he's, and then built, the way he's built like genetically he's a he's a he's a bigger bone guy he carries a little bit more fat you could i mean he could become a fucking tank if he wanted to he because his tank. builds i mean it was, it was with, with with the right with the right with the right trainer you could you could convert that into muscle real quick when you have mass and you're doing the right yeah amount of work, your body converts that shit so absolutely he's, so so I, he can I become a destroyer at Conte and yeah, then this is what I mean and I think if you if they got Weston McKinney and 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 if he if Conte got his hands on him and got and he listened to Conte and adapted to Conte he would become a like this is what I mean like it's about the system and and I think that give look this was year zero for for Juve. Juve are rebuilding and, and rehabilitating after the mess of Paratici, and they're doing a pretty goddamn good job of it. I mean, if I'm perfectly honest, I mean, Vlaovic is a fantastic number nine. He's going to get you goals. Bring in someone like Di Maria and then Chiesa. Well, that's your four-three-three right there. You know, with, with with you need a few. You need you need one more, one or two more in your midfield, but that's going to happen as well. I think Pogba coming in next to next to. Um, uh, whether it's Locatelli or Zakaria or Rabio, even that works. Okay, Th- that is a midfield that works. Delich Demiral. All of a sudden, you you see that it's actually not that bad. Yeah, well, we don't and know if Demiral's coming back, but yeah, no. That, but that just giving you an example, you know, yeah, that would just, be great. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm just saying that you're starting to see an embryo, and I've been saying this all year that you're. I actually see an embryo. It was always going to be a foundation year. I think a lot of people um, overestimated the importance of Allegri. And thought that you were going to just, you know, now normal service resumed, you were going to walk the league home. And that's just not how it works. You were dethroned like properly by Inter last season. That's when the that's when it really mm-hmm. ended mm-hmm. the cycle. This is year zero. Next mm-hmm. year is year one. That's my point. Yeah, Kuluzevsky, man, Kuluzevsky and Carlo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You, 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 you brought this, you brought this up uh, <sighs> yesterday. You wanted to. You wanted, no, to know if I wanted, um, you wanted to know if I wanted to discuss it. Yeah. it since you brought it up, I do I do want to I do want to fucking mention something in case you don't know. So 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 Carlo Carlo from the Italian football podcast, which you do, tweeted something out a few uh five few months, months a ago. few months ago when five uh, months Luzewski signed for uh, Spurs and um something happened. I don't know. I think I think he posted like a video, like no, a comp- no, no, no. A what, he did, what he did was get uh his social media manager. To take that tweet sent one tweet sent five months ago when he went well, to, well, to or, or somebody somebody no just no 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 he tagged gonna... no no he tagged his social media manager that's how I know it all right he tagged his social media manager saying basically good job bro and they yeah, did the clip. In, and did and did a two minute long hype video of him in the Premier League which starts off of this tweet with this song going, you know, look at me, I'm so awesome. You finished fourth in the Premier League. You had a good six months. You didn't win Jack. Like, but Nima, and also Nima. the insult was hardly that difficult. Was that bad? And the funny thing is, well, a lot of I people disagree. don't know the insult. A lot of people, a lot of people that listen, don't, 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 don't fall. Don't, 
you know, don't really check uh, Twitter. There's like a community of people on Twitter that talk about football. A lot of people that listen to the pod don't really tune into that as much. So maybe just you want to just kind of enlighten people as to what it is yeah. you're talking about, specifically what what Carlos said, because I think it'll help people just kind of yeah, get an yeah. idea of what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So so in January, when uh, when this when this uh, when the, when the offense occurred, um, no, basically when 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 Bentancur and well, there was the one line, right? Right. He just he just said he said something along the lines of the fact that Baratici made a stupid move bringing in Bentancur and Kuluzewski together for the combined price that he did. Uh, just no, here, here, here validating just that by a reminder. No, no, no. Desky just a reminder. I, I got the tweet right here. Is what he said. Just okay. a remind. I got the tweet right here. Sure. Just go, a go. reminder. Juventus sold Bentancur and Kulusevski to Tottenham for an eventual seventy million. Bentancur still loses it three times a game to concede a dangerous transition. Kulusevski still hasn't beaten his man for two years. God bless Paratici. Okay, so so here's the thing. Okay, that's it. Pa- Carlo and you listen. Pass this message on him if you want. He needs to, he, we need to get him. We, okay. So we need to get him in a room with a stand up comic or something. And we need to get him to, we, we need to, we need to train him. Okay. On roast battles or something. We need to train him on roast battles. He, here's what, here's what he should have done. I wish he had done this. It would have fucking, it would have been incredible. If Carlo had just tweeted out, good to see Kuluzewski listens to the podcast, that would have been perfect. Yeah. I wish he had done that. I was really upset that he didn't do that. I was really upset that he that he didn't just tweet out. Nice to see that Dayan is a fan of the pod and tag the pod. Would that not have been perfect? Let me let me let me explain where I'm with this. I think Carlo. I wouldn't. First of all, I, I disagree with Carlo on that thing because on on the issue because I I vote. You know me. I've. I've since one of the reasons that I wanted to travel down to Milan and rip off Antonio Conte's wig uh, off his head was when he scared Kulusevsky away and he joined Juve because Juve, um, because I think he was the characteristics that, and that, that Kulusevsky has together with Barella and Brozovic in, 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 in Conte's Calcio Verticale, they would have ripped the Serie A apart. And and I want and he made me angry that he scared Kulusevsky away so that he went to Juve. So I've always thought that Kulusevsky was pretty much born to play for Antonio Conte with the traits that he has. Yeah. So I disagree with Carlo on this, but I don't see this being such an offending tweet. Here's All the thing: he did, who cares? It's it's just banter. It's just it's just. But this is it's what not, I mean. Can I be honest with you? Is, does Dejan Kulusevsky know who Carlo is? I know he's a respected listen, this journalist. Is what, but no, who but cares? listen, listen. He just listen. tweeted it. Like, no, on, he on. didn't tweet it. Carlos sent out one tweet one time. It was shared by Spurs Twitter, and they were all up in arms. Then that that died. It died then and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's Five the thing. Here's the thing. Though later, Kulusevsky apparently this hurt him so badly that he had a video made off of a tweet where he was hyping himself up like he just won the goddamn Champions League or the Premier League or the World Cup or anything, which he didn't. And and then. When 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 this he makes this video and obviously all of Spurs Twitter go harassing Carlo, and and then he's asked about it in Swedish media, and he doubles down like he's some sort of thug, going yeah well this time it was him next time it'll be someone else everyone thinks they have they're an expert now and you know now he's happy because he's got his five minutes of fame, and it's like well you know you're you're kind of like 
you know, you're, you're like a child because you're so insecure that if you get triggered by a, by one tweet, one time that you create an entire hype video, hyping yourself, it kind of shows how insecure you are. Mate, as a person. But it's not, here's the thing. It's not about, it's not about the tweet. It's not about the take. The fact is, a Premier League footballer with a lot of followers posted a clip that's getting a little bit of tra- that, that means that just some people have kind of funneled through to your account. You, you, roll, you, you make it a bit. You have to make it a bit. I wish I just wish Carlo had said glad to see Dayan listens to the pod. And, yeah. and instead of doubling down and defending the take. Yeah. Just yeah. just leaned into the comedy of it. I would have I would have done that. You have. I, to, I, I wish he had done that. Like that. I wish he had yeah. done that. That's that's I, all. I, I, I think I understand funny. that. And I understand. It. I, pro- I, I probably would have would have done something along those lines as well. I think I would have said something along. If it were me, I would have said something along the lines that. Well, you don't along, engage. You don't engage no, the I, other. I think, no, what you I don't what I think, engage. You no, just no. You ignore because, you know, Twitter is a digital. But you Twitter. acknowledge you don't engage. You just acknowledge yeah. that it happened. Yeah, because it's a thing greater than you. Like, yeah, right. So, so no, when I would, I would have said, I would, and I told him this in private. I said, what I would have done is, I would have, I would have probably said, bro, something along the lines of, dude, <laughs> you were hurt this bad by a tweet, five month old tweet. That no, you, you challenge him to a, a duel or something. You do something no, ridiculous. Like, you say, me, you, like fucking, like just no, a challenge. I, 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 w- I would have said, I would have said exactly something along the lines of, dude. A tweet I sent five months ago hurt your feelings and burned you so deeply. You made a video of it for two don't minutes. Don't go for the roast. Don't like, go for the roast. Don't sweetie. try to roast him back. Of you course don't go I would have. Of course no, I would Look, look, look. So when Venezia... Just, it's hilarious. Just take a position and stick to it. When Venezia came at me twice on Twitter, which was I not that, that big a deal. It's just a tweet. The but they're bigger account. than me. That's something larger than my, than my reach, mm. right? I picked a position and I leaned into it. The position was, fuck you guys. I think you're going down. And that's it. You know, I shot my shot. They didn't answer on schoolyard, you know, schoolyard grounds. I, I win. <laughs> right. They did, you know, whatever, which whatever. And who cares? Right. Who cares anyway? But but look, it, it, I don't know. It's it's I love you guys. I love the work you guys do. Um, I love the work you guys do. Thank you. Appreciate that. No, no. I, Journalists I, just, need you guys need more of a sense of humor. You do. I love. I'm trying to help. But I would have joked. Here. No, no. I know. I know what you're saying. I would have. I would have joked with it more and basically been like, you. I mean, I, I would have been 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 like bitchy. Like not not. I would have defended the position because there's nothing to defend. It's his opinion. It's my opinion. We can have a discussion. I can be wrong. You can be right. It's, it's not even about that. But when when somebody is so hurt and offended and they have they feel like it burns them for five months. It's they just content. Someone... It's just the reason. It's just it's but it just adds to the video. If you post a clip of of some highlights from the season after the season ends, or if you post that same clip yeah. with a tweet or a bunch of tweets of people yeah. saying he sucks, it's funnier. That's all yeah. it is. But, yeah, who but cares? That's not, but clearly that's not it because you have the, the press conference afterwards We're in Sweden yesterday where he was asked about this. You know, this he, is pretty funny. Do you ever see the cl- do you ever see the episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Do you ever do you ever watch do you ever watch recent seasons of Curb? Do you, do you see the one I'm where he gets recently? Okay, so he gets a fat he gets a fatwa put out on him by the Ayatollah of Iran. <laughs> Uh, in the second to last season, and that's the theme of the whole season is how he has a fatwa out on his head, and he meets right. Salman Rushdie, 
um, who has a fat one on his head because yeah. of a book he wrote right in the yeah. whenever it was Satanic the 80s. Versus, yeah. So, okay. So, um, yeah, like th- this is basically so I think when the fatwa gets put out on him, fucking his agent calls him on the first episode of the season. Right. And he's like, turn on the fucking TV, because what Larry did was I think he went on Jimmy Kimmel or something. And I think he talked about like how he's creating a musical on Broadway. It's about the Ayatollah and uh, <laughs> and, and and it's it's a musical, whatever. Um, and he makes fun of the Ayatollah. He talks about how once a year he like goes on a haram shopping spree to Ireland because he likes he has a fetish for gingers like he just says ridiculous shit. So his manager calls him the next day. He goes, turn on the TV, turn on the TV. What channel? Every goddamn channel. He turns it on and fucking the Ayatollah of Iran is doing the finger wag. Larry David. Yeah. And then there's fucking translation underneath saying like, you know, death to death to Larry David. You know, it's the duty of any Islamic brother to kill Larry David. And it's just Larry David. I'm doing a bad job of speaking Farsi. I don't understand. I don't speak Farsi. It's terrible. You just shrug like, yeah, you are. But but but. You're really killing it. It's not even close. But I speak the language. It's my mother tongue. But yes. Regardless. Regardless. It's cringe. What do you want to say? <laughs> That's it. Okay. No, see, see, it would, be, it would be no, it would be it would be cringe if people understood Farsi. Nobody who speaks the language, nobody who listens to the pod speaks Farsi. But this is the thing; it's not going to offend anyone. But you, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's not insulting. It's just right. Yeah, okay. it's it's like when people say "booby papidi." Yeah, exactly. I cringe. I'm just doing what I, but I'm doing what I can. It's literally yeah. what the, it's, it's literally what the, what's going on in the episode. The, the Ayatollah is speaking Farsi, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. once in a while you'll just hear Larry David. That's okay. Dayan Kuluzevsky. He's like going fucking Carlo turns on TV. Yeah, it is, and on Swedish TV. Swedish TV. He's no, fucking the, speaking Paulo Carlo Gargales. No, no, no he's, he says they asked him about this and they and, and say, because, you know, why? Because first of all, this doesn't happen in European sports. Maybe it happens more in North America. But I personally can't remember a single time where uh, one throwaway tweet five months old. It's one thing if, if Carlo had been tweeting incessantly about Kolosevsky and tagging him and harassing him. I will say him. this. It, it's but weird. Listen, 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 listen. It's shocking it, it's, that... It's one tweet, one time that a bunch of Spurs fans on Twitter get upset about and this reaches Kolosevsky and burns him to the point where he has a fucking video made and then doubles down like he's, I don't know, like he's some sort of gangster rapper who's like, yeah, I got that bitch. Well, it's, it's, but it's, part, it's what happens when you're a blue check mark. This is because Carlo has a blue check mark and he yeah. tweeted something out. Yeah. So he's a, so he's a journalist. So it's a journalist saying something. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's whatever. But Carlo actually has 12 years of working in the business, building up the biggest world, biggest football side in the world in goal for, for a decade. And you know, all the stuff that he's done, it's like, it, it's not, but it's not even relevant it's not even relevant the point is this if you can't handle that slightest point of criticism that to the point where you have to turn it into this kind of like a larry david curb your enthusiasm episode which you brilliantly drove through the analogy to then you're kind of a child and you're really insecure and you're going to Maybe, you know, that that actually that reaction maybe actually think that maybe here's Carlos what I'd like you to point. do. Here's what I'd like maybe, you to do. I'm maybe you, maybe Carlos got a point. OK, so look, here, here's what you got to do. You have to say thank you for listening. This is how you have to end every episode of the Italian football mm. podcast. Now you say, yeah, thank you for listening. Dan Kulazewski, if you're listening, go fuck yourself. 
No, I don't want to say that. You should do that every single time. No, just do it, make it a bit, and it's it. gonna get out to it's gonna get out to eventually. You have to lean into it and triple down, quadruple down, quintuple down. Okay. Well, trip dribbling down, but that's the thing. He didn't make it personal. Kulusevsky took it personally. He was criticizing, saying essentially that Kulusevsky was a flop at Juve. That's a fact. Kulusevsky was a flop at Juve. Kulusevsky's not very good at dribbling his man. The stats don't lie. Kulusevsky is brilliant at many other things. But this is what I mean. Kulusevsky is not a very smart guy. And we know this in Sweden. Who does he date? uh, No idea. Um, That's relevant. No, I don't know. I I, I have no idea. I'm not. I don't look into these things like you do. But I just know that every time. That's all I want to know now. I want to see. I want to see this kid. This kid. Every everything like he lives, breathes. Like he's a good kid. That's the thing. He's a good kid. He all he does is lives, breathes, shits football. Like he's his sister and him. The stories of them when they were kids playing up to like playing football together until like midnight. You know, this is what he's always wanted to do. And I get the professionalism. And I think and I think he is. and, And and I wish him the best. But he doesn't come off as a very smart individual when and he comes off as really rattled and brittle and insecure when you react that way to one tweet that went viral. I'm on calling Spurs it now. Twitter. I'm calling it now. Well, He's going to wind up dating a Love Island star. Probably. Yeah, probably. I'm, I'm calling it now. We'll see. Maybe I, It would be hilarious if it was like Michael Owen's daughter or something. I'd love yeah. More. Yeah. She's going on Love Island, too. I saw that. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. Hey, um, so speaking of women, uh, if you could get any guest back on the Italian football podcast, who would it be? And why is it Floriana Messina? <laughs> God. Oh, dear. That was. Yeah, there's a reason I wasn't on that episode. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she had a lot to say. I'm sure she had a lot to offer. And I'm sure she's very well informed. I don't all, all those years of standing between the old men on set goal or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Italy's the only country. That's not true. They probably do this in Eastern Europe, too. I don't know. I don't follow football in Eastern Europe, but it wouldn't be surprising if they they did this in Romania or something. But isn't it great how Italy still, I mean, just just it's it's they're not even trying to fucking hide it. They're not even trying to hide what they're doing, man. Just 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 a woman who (laughs) may or may not know anything about football standing in between a bunch of old men. (laughs) It's like it's like just the juxtaposition, right? You want to hear what the men have to say? They look like absolute dog shit. And then this woman who they put in a tight dress right in the middle of them, and she moderates while these old men go at it. It's it's great. It's great. You know, it's 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 a great thing. I had to unfollow her on Instagram because Jenna Letty followed her, I think, at the time when he had executive um, powers on the Instagram account. And I was it got to a point where I was like, there's no there's no value no, to this follow. There's nothing for there's me to do here. There's like there's no excuse for me to there's no reason why I should be seeing her on my timeline. Like I followed Diletta, who Nick also followed uh, when he had executive power. I, w- I don't unfollow her. She's a journalist in Italian football. I, she's actually like, pretty good at her job as well. So so I just, you know, she's I think a Anabilo, Anabilo Leonardo's wife is also really, I, I think she's, I really like her job. Uh, well, I really like her as a, as, a, as a journalist. I think she does an excellent job on Sky. Uh, she's actually one of my favorite people. I like to listen to her. Yeah. I think she's always, asked, she always asks intelligent questions. You know, it's, it's a smart woman. But but yeah no listen that I whole episode was Carlo playing footsie with uh, Floriana Messina. <laughs> what would uh, yeah Floriana? I, 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 I want to know what 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 kind of dancing do you like? Do, do, do you like this? I like to dance. I do salsa, Carlo. Yes, and she like, sh- like shimmies. Like, that's preposterous. I, so much it was right pre- I couldn't believe what I was listening to. I was like, what, 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 
what the fuck is this? No, I see, when he, I, the thing that really sent me, and I was like, I will kill you for this, is when he's got the the different pastries he's made from his dad's pasticceria, and he asks which one which one she prefers, the horn or the cornuto or what it is, and I'm like, I'm I'm done here. Like I was, I wanted to die. She goes along with it, you know. It's, yeah, of course, it's, it's her does. whole. It's yeah, you know. But that's what do you think? What do you think they? What do you think that? How long has she been in the game? How long has she been on television? Oh God, I don't know. Ten years? Yeah. No, Ten yeah. years ago. What do you? You don't think they were making those kind of jokes on live TV? They were. Are they, they still? Were. I don't know. Who they, knows? They might still get away with it on Sete Gold. Nobody knows what the fuck goes on there. I mean, because you know, the bar is so low. I don't think anyone really. I don't think anyone's really offended when they see uh, something that they perceive to be misogynistic on on set the gold, you know. No, I don't. I don't think anyone is offended when the you're bar is very low. It's a the very bar, low bar. The bar is on the floor. It's uh, many times. Um, I mean, yeah, they they got some quite quite some characters there. Um, no, but look, it, it's uh, yeah that 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 that. Um, I I we, we haven't done that since, <laughs> and we won't. Um, because I, 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 that's not what we want to do. <laughs> that's on it. you, man. You know, no, um, no, no. It's on all of us. It's, it's the three of us together. We, we have, you have to understand that this, when we started this, it, it's, we had to find our feet and find our voice and, and Carlo, I got to say, you know, this is the thing. It, it really is a work that the three of us do together. Um, Carlo's experience in journalism, building goal.com when, before he left, he was there for 10 years. He built them from nothing to being the biggest football site in the world. Mm-hmm. And the, the stuff that they did goals, you know, the things he came up with, which is, which they're still doing the goals, top 50 players of the year, which is like this giant thing. And, and they, and they, you know, they give an award and they meet the players and, and all that stuff. Like all he knows how to do, to do content. He knows how to do journalism, right? He's, he's fantastic at that um and 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 there's no there's no that no one can you know that's not even up for discussion um he's 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 classically trained he worked in the corporate media for 10 10 years with with goal goal and 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 that's that but with us it was like we had to find our voice because we didn't want to do a podcast like everyone else we didn't want it to be a we didn't we didn't want it to be have a be, be like a typical corporate kind of cultural podcast and we didn't want it to be we want it to be both informative but also entertaining and 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 that's it's 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 you know it's a work in progress and we feel that we've hit the right note now yeah um yeah subscribe to the italian football podcast you. if you haven't was it four really bucks a month canadian or nothing yeah i really appreciate no, your course, support man. of course for, man for, no, for, it's for, from day one, pretty much. It's always, it's always, no, it's, it's always, it's always a great, uh, it's always a great listen, man. Just because you guys are getting guests on that no one else really is, and you're the only ones who are really like, I guess, independently. Um, yeah, I, I say independently because th- there are a couple of podcasts that'll kind of discuss or just you know, uh, media outlets that'll put out shows and stuff occasionally um, on football. Sometimes Italian football. There's one I think that the Guardian does. I think ESPN FC does one once in a while, but those are, you know, they're backed, right? You guys are independent and you guys yeah. get on really interesting guests. So that's a credit to you guys. Thank you. Um, you know what? How long do you think? I just think of it, I just think of this now. Is this inevitable or what? How long before Floriana Messina starts dating Marco Borriello? Because <laughs> that would be perfect. Napoletana, Napoletano. I, I, she probably, I mean, she, she probably hasn't loves, it already happened. I mean, I don't, like, I don't know. But he, so he's a guy who's again, who's dated like crazy women because he has a death wish. Cause he's a, cause he's a crazy 
Napoletano man who's a beautiful man, but he's also like, he's just, his life's always been a mess. So he dates these psychos. My favorite Borrello story is when he got the doping suspension because he claimed he got it via sex. The, the, the forbidden substance <laughs> via her vagina. That, that, is, that is to me the most body quintessential Marco Borriello story that one yeah. can, you know, it's like that is the of all the shittiest excuses I've heard in my life. Yeah, that might just be the best one. But it's I mean, an, my, it's really nice and, when and you get an intelligent footballer, story. though. Is isn't it great though when you get an intelligent footballer though? Is there anyone that's like handsome and intelligent? Because you got Giorgio Chiellini. God love him. He's a legend, but he's one ugly son of a bitch. Very smart. Yes, he is. Like, like I, I guess Buffon. Like he's he's a bit of a Raspadori. philosopher. Look, Raspadori's. Uh, he's actually. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a pretty good looking guy. He's a, he's good a pretty good player. looking guy. Yeah, he, he's 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 actually. He's, yeah, he's actually. You know, I think he's a university. He's, he's well spoken. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. His girlfriend's very homey, pretty, but she's very homey. See, so that's again the the, the theory holds up. Theory holds up, dude. Before we wrap, I, I want to mention something to you. Okay, we got to get you and, um, like, uh, I don't know, like a union of journalists <laughs> in a room with Fabrizio Romano. Oh my god, and um, no, you guys can no. ju- and 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 he'll just stand up on a podium and you guys all hammer him with questions. You got to keep it diplomatic. I'd like to see how that would go. What's your what's 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 the what's the issue there? What, what's there the deal? No issue. There is no issue. The issue is that- no, we know that there's an issue. We, we we've talked about this before. <laughs> we said we would talk about it on the next pod. I forgot about it till now. We've been going for a little while. We'll wrap on this, but I just I mean, just he's not even we have different defend- opinions on this. I mean, it's your no, bread and it's, butter, not, like- it's not. No, it's not. It's not about that. It, it, for me, it's the issue of of stealing content, stealing other people's work and passing it off as your own. Well, what is That's what is theft. stealing content I mean, anyway? I mean, news. He he passes off news as his own that isn't his. It's as simple as that. Now, here's I the thing. I, I mean, I can't break it down simpler than that. So, so, or, so look, and look, it's look, not look, the look. first time he's done it either. I mean, look, when I remember back in 2010, that's when I got to know the guy uh, and he faked an interview, literally faked an interview with Wesley Snyder when he was at, he was at Inter at the time. And Inter and, and Snyder denied that they even did the interview. Romano claims he did it on Facebook via Facebook Messenger, which is hilarious in and of itself. But how old was he then? He's not a very old 19, guy. Yeah, he's 18, 19, something. Let's but, say that's true. He made a mistake when he was younger. Okay, yeah, but let, listen, let's, listen let's let, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, okay, and sure. he doubles down and doesn't let go. And then it's it's things like this over and over and over again. And then you have this goal interview with Messi. They had the world exclusive. Goal Spain had the world exclusive with Messi, where he explains that he's going to leave Barcelona. Mm-hmm. The quotes are already there. Right. Romano takes these quotes and, and, and distorts them, creates them into something else, and fakes them. They're, they're, they're non-existent quotes. How so? How so? How so? I don't invents remember. Invents quotes. Invents quotes out of his Neapolitan ass. He creates quotes, which has goals. The chief editor asked him on Twitter to delete it because it was creating problems and it was being spread and it was fake. It's shit like this for a decade, as well as the thieving, stealing other people's work and passing it off as his own, which has me think, which just makes me, you know, you're, you're, you're you know, you're not a journalist and he's not, he's an influencer. And that's let's great. say, let's say it's you're right. You let's say everything you're saying is right. Okay? It is right. It's factual. It's not right. Opinion. Okay. But, but I, okay. But Nima, Nima, I've known you. I've known you a while. I'm not, I'm not coming at you. I, I, I don't have any not. way of verifying what you're saying. Right. Let's so let's it's assume, there. let's take it at face value. <laughs> let's take it at face it's value. Public. Okay. And, and people can go look this up. Okay. Let's yeah, say it's, it okay. Let's say it's all correct. Let's say it's all correct. It is. You're saying it is great. 
The problem is, and this is what I've told you, okay? And dude, I love you. you. You've given us the time of day on this pod when we were just Nick and I, and you know, just I, I'm telling you honestly, yeah. you're fighting. I think you might be fighting and fight your battle, okay? I, I'm not, but, fighting but I it. think it might. Okay, but okay, but but once in a while you will. No, again, what I do is here. I make fun of it. This is the difference. What you understand? I don't give a fuck. This is what you need to understand. Well, you I do, do not, try to no, no, share no, 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 sometimes. No, 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 no. I don't what's going give on. A fuck. No, what I do is on my personal Twitter, what I do is I make fun of bullshit. And when I see shit like this, like that, I make fun of it. That's it. I don't yeah, here's care. The, here, okay, it doesn't here. bother me. So no let's let, let, let's take life. you out of this then so we can kind of just get to a point where I can make. Uh, uh, what do you uh, want to uh, say, Sam? Tell me what you want to say. So, so <laughs> there are journalists who let's say are upset like you are at his behavior. Let's say that, okay? okay? There are journalists who might be banging more of a drum saying, fuck this guy, okay. regardless. Okay. Whether we, we just, whether we could say it's a, it's, it's a passive distaste or a very active campaigning against the guy. My point is, I, I think in any case, against, against sorry, who's, who's campaigning against him? I'm saying hypothetically, okay. you could, okay. on okay. both okay. ends of the spectrum, regardless of okay. whether or not people okay. are actively saying, fuck this okay. guy, or people are just privately like, yeah, I don't like him. Anyone that's on that spectrum that doesn't really think that he's a respectable journalist. No, he's, I, he's yeah. Anyone okay. that thinks that I would say you're met with an issue, which is the public doesn't care. That's the issue. Well, that's, that's the thing, though. Sam. That's the thing. The thing, does the it, thing does is the anyone public, care? The public, I don't They just care. want their information. And listen, it's easy. Listen, we like what's listen, easy. We listen. like what's... I don't give a fuck what the public thinks. I'm not here to educate or moralize and tell people what they should think. My, my a, a journalist's job is to report the facts and the truth. That's it. The thinking part is up to you, the reader. My job is not to tell you what to do, what to do. My job is to tell you these are the facts. Like it yeah. or not. That's it. Journalism is uh, is t- good. That's journalism it. is uh, something that not a lot of people value anymore, unfortunately. Well, that, that can that's... be that be as it be, be as it may. And that's fine. Look, it's not even about him. He, you know, charlatans like him are a dime a dozen everywhere. The only thing that he, you know, the, the thing I've been my only thing has been that I've been very clear that I, I think he's a fraud. I think he's a charlatan and I've been very vocal about it. But now I don't you see. But then you reach a point where I'm like, yeah, but I don't care. It doesn't imp- impact or affect yeah. me. Yeah. And then I just make fun of it because. OK, I think but, but we're just talking about I'm just talking about the phenomenon of what he does here. OK, and I'm bringing this up. Not you. I'm it. bringing this up. But yeah, but but it's great. It's it's one account. Where you know that all the info he gives out is aggregated from uh, from fucking corners of the internet, whether he scoops it himself or or, or not. Once he puts wrong. it out, he kind of vets it to a point where he's like, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm not getting this information firsthand, I'm taking from people who I believe are legitimate or trustworthy, and therefore he's rarely wrong. Rarely wrong. <laughs> he's constantly wrong. He's like, rarely wrong fun- when he when he the, says when he says fu- this is here we go is here we go when he says here yeah, we go yeah, that's it yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, this he's is, built this a brand. It's impressive yeah, for yeah, that yeah, reason. Yeah, but McDonald's has built a brand. Does that mean that they make the best burgers in the world? Like, are you serious? Like, come on. No, but I you know what you're about, getting. I, Here's the problem. Yeah. A lot of journalism is, is. It seems to be that there's a lot of digging for a. Sc- look, look, remember when? Um, remember when Tancredi Palmeri tweeted out 
that Mino Raiola died because everyone that was wanted a different to get situation. at the start. That was a different situation. No, it is, but everyone yeah. but it's just a it's just like it's a very it's a very good isolated example of how everyone wants to share information first, right? But he, as a result, sometimes about, people miss the mark. Sometimes people look, miss the mark. That, no, 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 no. But look, that's different. That's different. What thank you, I think I thank you for bringing that up. That's a brilliant example because what Tancredi Palmieri did wrong was that he made it sound like he had the scoop when he didn't. It wasn't his information. He did exact. He got called out because he shared information as his own, which wasn't his information, and then that was denied, and it made him look like an idiot. That's the difference. That. Because I tweeted about that too, but I worded it very carefully. Yeah, you said uh, reports in Italy that he's died. Several independent. And you know, I will give you credit for that. I I forgot. I actually made a point of saying when I get an email next, if I think to, I'll give you credit for that. Because I actually, you were the first one I actually read a tweet from on the subject. Mm -hmm. I just woken up. It was like seven in the morning here, and I saw it and was like, "He's alive." Now I could have been wrong, but your tweet was. Correct. It was reports in Italy that he's died. I was like several mm-hmm. independent reports in Italy. whatever whatever you said you 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 implied yeah. it's been reported. And I thought yeah. bet you the bet you the reports are bullshit. Now I could have been wrong. That was just my that was just my hunch. I have yeah, to be fair right? enough. Whatever. But I but, but the, that's the thing. Because, you don't do that. You, that you don't be, do that. You, you shared it correctly. You, don't, you shared yeah. it correctly. You allowed me to say if you said Mino Rael is dead, I would have said what the fuck. But if you yeah. but because you said. He's uh, it wasn't my no, this is insensitive to talk about a few weeks after it happened, but whatever. It's it, you know, it's 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 it is what no, it I is. get what you're saying. So, but, I'm, but my point is simply this that look, and he knows that Tancredi, and that's why he apologized and, and backed off. But that's the difference between Tancredi and this guy. This guy that pretends like it just rains, deletes it, and then goes. And when people criticize him ever so slightly, he goes into their DMs again, like Dayan Kulusevsky, completely beta male, and starts DMing them like a little bitch, saying, "Mate, if you don't like me so much, why don't you unfollow?" It's just you know, it's pathetic. He does it time and time again. It's it's essentially, it's it's sad because you know what the thing is, he knows he's a fraud. That's the, that's what that shows me. That's Here's what that the shows thing. me. Yeah, he, he knows yeah. that what he what he's doing is wrong, and he's scared that he's gonna get found out. And that's that's you know that's between him and his God if he believes know, in man. one or or his I, career. But who I don't care. It doesn't bother me. So let's say let's say he raped me. and murdered someone. Okay, let's say the, he raped and murdered you know, someone and wound up in jail. But he could still access <laughs> okay. his, his phone in jail. Okay, he could that, still that is tweet. The weirdest and sickest thing. Like uh, what? Let's say he's in jail, okay? He's a terrible, despicable human being who's done things far worse I than been bad at his job. He's actually committed okay. crimes against okay. fucking humanity, okay? He, he, he's defiled human life. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. If he still had a Twitter account, I'd probably still tune in now and again to see what was going on. Like, it's a very that's, good... It's a very, but again, I'm not... Remember. That's good for you, Sam. Knock but yourself no, out. That's all like, it is for a lot of people. And it's unfortunate because... Because people people are lazy and people don't like to sift through. Um, yeah, and they're they're right? entitled people to are busy. that. This is, the, this is and- the thing. This is exactly my point. Is exactly this. He's entitled to do be a grifter and a liar and stealer and, and all that shit. And I'm allowed to make fun of it and call it out. That's it. It's all it is. But the re- everything in between is 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 whatever. I don't care. Like this notion that everything has become team this team that. It's pathetic. It's not that important. It's not that deep. I, I, I've explained where I stand on how he does his thing, and I think it's gross and disgusting, and I think it's he's, he's, a, he's a complete fraud. But that's my opinion. I'm not trying to push it down your your throat or anyone else's throat. 
I will tweet about it because it's my Twitter feed. It's my personal Twitter feed. I don't tweet about it on the podcast Twitter feed or Sempre Inter's Twitter feed. I put it on my own. And if people don't like it, I'll follow. Block me. Fuck you. I mean, it's a on fire at 2 a.m. No, but it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. I don't understand. This is the thing. It's generational difference. The fundamental difference is I don't care if people blast me on Twitter because Twitter is not a real place. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if you like me. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. You can come and criticize me all you want. And, and, and if I, and if you present it in a, in a, in a good way, I'll take that on board. But if you're just going to throw shit at me, I'm just going to, huh, okay, life goes on. It's finished. This is what I mean. This entitlement, you know, you're not, no one is beyond reproach. If you fuck up, you're going to get criticized. It's as simple as that. I don't understand the drama. I don't understand all this hoo-ha. And it's not, I don't understand these tiny little brittle egos that get, that, that, get, that get completely wound up over this. And it's like, oh, you're going about it the wrong way. And, you know, the people don't care. People can do whatever the fuck they want, just like I do. And like he does. Does That's it bother it. you that people don't care? I it used to. Not anymore. What changed? I had hope for humanity. I don't. Since when? It's not just, a, it's not about him. It's just. Genuine. I don't have hope for humanity either. You asked me since when I'd say the last two years. Yeah. And part that's of that's maturing, part of that's the world burning. Yeah, since when for exactly, you? Exactly. Exactly. Exactly that. The last two years. I, I stopped. Holy fuck, bro. So when I you were, so, so I'm 20, I'm 24 years old. You're 41 years old. Yeah. You, you'll be 41. Aren't you 41 in the coming days? You're yeah. Yeah. In a week. Yeah. Right. So I remember I could fucking, the fucking crazy yeah. Italian memory, man. Are you June 3rd? No, June 6th. That's June 6th. I'm close. I, I didn't just check your Twitter before doing them. I only have my phone with me right now. It's off, yeah. the, off the dome. Look, so so you went from 20. Dude, that's if I got to be this way, <laughs> you're, you're telling me that you only really became cynical in the last two years. No, 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 no. no I did no, no, too. No, 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 no. That's, no, no. I, that, that's no, no. fucking I've really macabre been, because if I I've got always, another 16 years before I get to your age of this fucking, this, this, this pessimistic, I'm not doom and gloom. I'm not you know, doom and gloom. Worldview that I got where I think don't, it's all going to shit. Mis- Holy fuck! Don't you must have had a brilliantly bright thirties because no, I <laughs> don't don't mistake. Don't, I'm not doom and gloom. I'm not pessimistic. I'm realistic. And I oh, don't I am. Say. I am. I think we're fucked. I think the West is fucked. I yes, think we're we're, shit. I think we're all. That's fucked. what I'm saying. And but I'm I only really okay. came to that kind of realization in the last two years. You're telling me you kind of flipped the switch on the last two years too. I'm saying no, no, I'm no. jealous of you because no, you no. got an extra fifteen good years. <laughs> Of naivete out of your life. No, listen, listen, Sam. It's that's not that's not entirely true. I think this it was a transition. It wasn't a flip of a switch. I think it was a transition. I think it's it's I stopped caring as much. And I stopped, I, I still care about I have values and I care about them in my immediate in my immediate life. And I try to, you know, do do as good I can there. But I think overall, I I stopped, I stopped having hope that this thing is going to work out well about i think somewhere it's a gradual process i I wouldn't say in the last two years but within the last two to four years i stopped having hope that it's all going to end well because i don't think it is going to end well for humanity as a whole and and you know what that's fine that's i'm okay with that because i i have no stake in the outcome you know so i've distanced myself from it why because you have no kids partly that and partly because I think that we're only, you know, you're just one person. Yeah. And not just that. Have you ever done the math about the, the, just the sheer chance of, 
of this galaxy that we're on and having human life on it and the the the, the tiny chance of you and i even sitting here and doing yes. having this conversation yes. at this moment in time yes. it is so so fucking tiny and it's so and and to me that that doesn't make me feel insignificant quite the contrary it actually fills me up with with amazement and wonder of the universe and life and how amazing it is but since i look around and i see well most people don't care most people don't give a shit and that's their prerogative but then that's also my prerogative yeah well that's why i started doing comedy man yeah exactly i wasn't going to i wanted to be a football agent i wanted to work in the industry and i hated it and i never and when when that door was closed i never went back and walked it back and decided to re-enter it i don't know no my my point is simply this then yeah i'm not cynical at all i i i just i'm not apathetic to it either i just don't care enough about it anymore i, I try i've distanced it from yeah. i've distanced myself from it i i i I've, i'm an outsider by choice in that sense that i just dis, i've decided that well you know this is your thing <laughs> and 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 all yeah. i do is i just observe the comedy and the and the and the and the weirdness of this human society and, I, and all i do every once in a while is observe about how look at how badly you're all doing look at how silly you're all doing look you're all gonna die we're all gonna die and all you do is fight and bicker over stupid shit and 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 you hurt each other on purpose and stuff like that instead of being kind to one another and and it amuses me it does it amuses me and 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 it's just so so that's all i do i just i i've stopped you know this i used to be you know god i look back a few years and i see how i used to be like oh he said something racist and blah. who cares because you're never going to change anything anything with, with anyone on online anyway. If you actually want to do activism, you have to have, actually have to go out and do fucking activism. Knock on doors, organize politically, talk to people, try to raise awareness. Twitter ain't that. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's my point. So, so and, and since I don't think that anything, I, 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 you know, it's just a hunch. I don't think things will turn out well. So I distance myself from it. And, and that's why... That's why with the, with the Romano thing, like I don't compromise on my own beliefs and values and I can explain and debate, but I don't, but I don't engage with it. I just laugh at it. It's funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to kind of maybe. Does that make sense? You no, know, it does. It does. But to kind of shift the discussion <laughs> slightly to the macro um, sphere, I guess. Like, I think about this sometimes, right? Like I, I, I want to have a little bit of, I still want to have a little bit of wonder about the world. I, I still think that life is a beautiful thing because it it, it's random. It's so random. It and the, as you said, the chances of it happening this way for, for us in particular, I mean, it could have been some weird other version of us if we weren't the sperm that won. And then maybe, I don't know, but would that be us still? Would it be someone exactly. else whose consciousness is it? I, I don't know, but I think it's, it's, it's still, um, you know, I think we're humans. Humans are brilliant. Humans are also very flawed and very stupid. And we don't know of anything better than us. And there might be the, the odds are that there probably is something better than us. That's more brilliant than us out there. That's absolutely more rational and more uh, empathetic and 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 more strong, more intelligent. But we don't know that for a fact. So at least you and I don't. If anyone knows it in the world, I mean, they, they've, they've kept that info under wraps and we don't know that. <laughs> but from what you and I know, this is about the peak of any civilization that we are aware of. So 
I think that's kind of a beautiful thing. And I think there's a lot that we don't perceive and see. We see in 3D, we don't see in 4D, for example. But I still think there's a, there's some value to love and the fact that we could feel Absolutely. certain things. There are certain things I felt before that, you know, I value the relationship with my family. And I, I, again, that's where, it, that's, you know, just even just, just watching football, playing football, pulling yeah. for my country, as stupid yeah. and tribal as it is, it feel, it makes me feel something. And I'd like yeah. to have a kid. A I'd like to have a, but I'd like to have a son. I'd like to have sons who I, that's one mm-hmm. son, you know, my, my ace, my buddy, you know, I'd like to have one, <laughs> One buddy who I yeah. can kind of like transfer that to, but I'm also afraid. I'm afraid of where the of fuck course. we're going, man. It's of it's course. weird. It's and you know, and I want to, I you know, and that's rational. I don't know. That's I don't know. Irrational. It scares the fuck out of me, man. I, I it understand. really does. I understand. You know, I and it wouldn't be through selfishness. I'd like to eventually, when I'm at a point where I feel like I I, I could, you know, uh, when I've att- when I've attained enough personally, where I feel like okay, I'm at a, I've hit a few goals and I can be selfless now because you have to be selfish, I think, in order to achieve certain goals and in order to. Um, get to a certain point. You have to work on yourself a little bit. I know it sounds really cliche. And I, you know, if I had to have a kid now, if I, my girlfriend were pregnant tomorrow, I deal with it. I could manage it, but I'd rather attain a few goals and selfishly pursue certain things. And then once I decide whether or not it's happening or not, either I hit the goals or I don't, at least I know where I'm at, what I'm doing. And then I know more about myself and then I can have a kid. You know what I mean? But at the same, at the same time, it's like, it's like just will I don't know. Will will you be will you be bringing them into a good world? Is is there you know? I don't know. Is it almost selfish of me to bring a kid into the world? Is it selfish of me to bring a kid in the world because I want to have that? Um, I think I that think that, everyone, that that joy, and I want to you know I want to feel what my parents felt. But that's also a natural you know? instinct. I, I think it's it's and it's also on an individual level. I decided a long time ago, a long time ago, that although I think kids are amazing and and I think they are my favorite people they're the best people they're honest there's no bullshit with them them and old people. old people yeah too. exactly exactly yeah. exactly and 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 like animals i really like animals um but i decided a long time ago i don't want to have children because of the very things you're vocalizing and verbalizing because i think it would be for me the decision was like nah i don't want to i don't want that not on my not not for me at least was what i can control I don't want to do that. And also there's so many children in this world that have no parents because of how the fucked up way that we treat each other uh, as human beings glow in the macro and the micro that, that need help that if I were to ever have a child, I'd probably adopt. But cause I'm not, cause I think I, I get the natural need to spread your genes further, but I just think that we also have a brain and I chose something else. I think that's individual. I don't think anyone has the right to dictate to anyone else how they, should be doing or feeling i just know that for me i made that decision a long time ago that that's why i keep saying that it's a gradual process that where i stopped caring and and said there there i have no hope and found comfort in the hopelessness because i'm an atheist i don't believe in god i know i i don't i don't think there is an afterlife i don't think there's a before life i think this is it this is the one life we get and i i so for me, it was like, well, I don't think this thing is going to work out for humanity, but, you know, good luck. If it does well, good luck. If it doesn't, well, what can I do? I, I mean, I, there's nothing I can do, especially when I see where we're headed and I see the solutions being touted. It makes me laugh. It really makes me laugh. But that, but again, that's an individual decision each person can make. And, and I think what you just vocalized 
is something a lot of people feel. I wonder if here's a, here's my concern, right? Um, and everyone has to make their own decision and, and, and write it out. And I'm not trying to make you change your mind. I I've told you just now, I, I yeah. I'd like to have kids and I think I will at some point, but, but it still scares the shit out of me just because not parenthood doesn't scare me really. Mm. Cause eventually I think that'll be fine. I think I'll manage it, but, but, but I think, cause everyone does, right. Some people fuck it up real badly, but everyone, you know, people far less qualified than me have sort of managed. <laughs> so that's not really my concern. My concern is more just the state of the world and what I'll be bringing them into. But, but, but yeah, exactly. despite that, like, I wonder how many people have felt the same exact way for hundreds millions, of years, Billions, you know, for hundreds of years though, maybe 500 years ago, people felt the same way and just never had kids for that reason. And it was all for nothing. Cause you know what? 500 years later, here we still are. And I know yeah. 500 years is only a blip, you know, in nothing. the grand scheme of things, maybe it's only going to be in four generations. Maybe it's going to be in 10. I don't know. Is, is it, is it, is it maybe a little bit too pessimistic? We think it's realistic, but do we think it's too pessimistic? It's a little too doom and gloom to say, you know what? It's going to be over next generation. I don't feel, I don't, I don't, like, I don't, I don't, I don't even begin to prophesize to know when it'll be over. I just know that. But if anyone were to do that, you know, if anyone were to, to say, I'm not bringing kids into the world because of that reason, I think we're well, fucked I'm like not in bringing the next 20 years. This, yeah, well, I'm not bringing kids into the reason because I don't, I, I don't think it's a nice place right now. Um, and given for, for so many various reasons that I don't want to get into, but I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's a nice place. And I don't want to, I, I, for me, I, it's is completely personal, my decision. And I'm not, I would never impose that on anyone else, but I think it's it, for me, I just think it's selfish to bring kids right now. Like, honestly, the way the world looks. And that's why I made that decision a long time ago, but I also respect what other people do. And I, and I love, you know, my friends have all my friends have kids and I love their kids. They're all amazing. And, 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 and they are, they are a source of life and happiness and joy. And they are the most amazing thing that exists. All of that is true. I mean, it's, I, I don't, I don't have a hard time reconciling those things because I don't believe in controlling what other people do with their bodies. I can decide what I do with mine. And I've decided I don't want to have kids for those reasons. Yes. But you know, if 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 any if anyone else wants to do something else they should and and that's where i'm at with that the, here's the thing i'm very honest i'm brutally honest with myself and others and that has caused maybe people to 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 take offense when i've meant meant none and but i take responsibility for my actions but i'm but what i mean by that is i i'm very very brutally honest i'm honest to the point where I understood a long time ago that choosing one thing means choosing away other things. I went into this with, with, with an open mind and open eyes and people don't do that. People like to bullshit themselves and they want everything. And, you know, I want it all, you know, but it doesn't, life doesn't work like that. If you want one thing, you, you got to give something else up. And, and I decided a long time ago what I wanted. And again, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, then it doesn't, whatever, you know? Who cares? Like, it's not, I don't, I don't look at it like that. I, 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 I look at myself as, as someone who has been very, very fortunate, very blessed in his life to have been able to make choices. A lot of people on most people on this earth don't even yeah. to be in that position to make choices. That's true, you know? man. That's true. I, so, I'm trying, I'm trying to say no to a lot more things. I'm trying to just not take more things on because I'm trying to zero in on the couple of things that I I've told yeah. myself that I want to, do and pursue uh, you know i i i don't like disappointing people and i take on too many uh, responsibilities yeah. i'd like to try to, to thin, up. I, i'm trying to thin the 
I'm trying to thin the load a little bit, you know, that's, that's for that, part exact, of growing for that up. exact reason. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, that's part of growing up. I think, I think life is basically understanding more and more making informed choices. What do I want to do? What I don't want to do. If you're lucky to be in that position to make that choice to begin with, which is in and of itself a luxury in this world, because like the overwhelming majority of human beings on, on this planet do not have that, that, that choice. But, but if you are in, in such a privileged position to, to, to be able to make those choices, then, then you really should make those choices with an open mind, knowing that when you choose A, you're choosing away B, C, and D. And that realize that that might me- mean that you go there and not there and that you're okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. It's exactly why I'm trying to be very, more, very deliberate in, in what I decide to allocate time to now, you know? Um, so that I can opt on, you know, I can opt in or opt in, I don't know. I can opt into this. I can opt into that. I can, I can be a little bit more elective in what I pick to take on. Cause if you have less going on, you have a couple of things that are very important. Then you can choose, okay, yes, I want this or yes, I don't. Whereas if you have a bunch of other things that are going on simultaneously, you're in the opposite position where you, you're spread so thin and you have to fucking chop shit out. It's tough. It's better to maybe just probably keep focused on a couple of things that really, get you going that are most important and then being able to make a decision on whether or not you want to take anything else on and knowing that it's going to take away from what you've got going on right now. Um, I think the less yeah. you have going on too, the, the more, the more clearly you would be able to see how adding one extra thing would affect your life. Just cause I know that when I'm doing 10 different things, if I take on an 11th, like the marginal, the marginal, the marginal effect of, of, of how much it would affect my time is a lot less than if I'm doing one or two things and I have to take on another fucking thing, then it's like, okay, it's going to take up a lot more of my fucking time. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Again, it's something that I've kind of tried to, um, you it's know, just, part just, of growing just, up. just take forward this year in particular. You know, uh, yeah, part of growing up, as you said, right? It's part of life. It's down the the voyage of life. I remember I went through the same thing when I was uh, exactly your age. That's when I started making those choices and realizing what they meant. And once I made my decision, I I didn't look back. Was it right? Was it wrong? Mm, No, no. But it was it was my choice. And I don't regret it. Not one bit. And it, that doesn't mean a lot of times when people say shit like this, it sounds as if it's all been just been, you know, smooth sailing and amazing after you make that decision. It's not been that. It's been difficult as fuck. It's been moments when you doubt yourself, when you're really low and down and wonder what the fuck did I do? Why did I do it? You know, and all that shit. And that's okay to have those feelings because you're, that's frustration and that's okay. And you have to be able to let yourself feel those things. But the difference is when those, when that frustration and that energy and anger subsides, I end up not regretting a goddamn thing and learning from my mistakes and instead, instead improving upon them. It's almost like, it's almost like people should, it's, it's almost like any success in any field requires the same amount of effort in some way. It requires the same amount of sacrifice, struggle, Absolutely. effort, and um, entails the same roller coaster ride. And for that reason, it's better to just try something and to just pursue something you want to do. Because realistically, uh, um, I mean, 
in most cases, if you, even if you think it's too lofty an ambition, I mean, all, all you got to do is stick with it. If you fail, at least you fucking know that you tried. But more likely than not, if you really commit your life to something, if you're half competent, <laughs> I mean, work will take you most of the way there. And that's why it's crazy that, you know, I, I think anybody would just pursue something that they don't really want to, because if within that given field, they want to see some kind of advancement, but it's not really where they want to be. It's still going to require the same amount of work as if you were doing the thing you really wanted to do in order to yeah. like, like just to give you an example, like if I wanted to, ha if I wanted to pursue, I'll, I'll take myself as an example, just cause it's easy. Cause I, cause I know what, what I, what I've, what I've done, what I'm trying to do. I think being a good comic takes a lot of work and some people are Absolutely. more naturally inclined toward it than others. But I think Absolutely. ultimately if you put work in, you'll get better at it, maybe at different rates, but eventually it'll, it, you know, if you commit your absolute life to it and you eat shit and you go up all the fucking time, you keep writing and you're very disciplined. I think eventually it'll work out. That's what all the successful people have said. Right. And it seems that all the people in that field in particular that don't do as well, try to cut corners. Now, conversely, exactly. conversely, I could have stayed in sports. I could have decided, you know what? I want to do this. I want to do this thing that I always thought I wanted to do since I entered uni, right? Which was, I, I want to open my own firm and I want to rep, I want to rep talent, right? In order for me to do that, you have any idea what fucking work it would it's have insane. taken, you know? And I could have done it. I just decided I'm going to shift my workload to something, something else. That's I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, just that's a little better suited for me because fuck it. I, I think. I don't know. It would give me more freedom. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it's just, it, it, just it, felt, felt, right it felt more natural. It felt more natural, but it was like, yeah, either it way, I right put in the you. same amount of effort. Yeah, so, right you know, work smart. Right you know, if you're going to yeah. work hard, work smart, put it in exactly. the thing you want to, I suppose. So exactly, exactly that. Exactly that. Nima Tavali, it's almost 3 a.m. where you are. We've gone <laughs> for like two and a half hours, which is a, a very long are you pod put for me. All of this up? <laughs> Probably, except for the little bit where uh, you and I were you know, uh, deliberating for like 10 minutes about um, about how to get a Zoom payment through because Zoom wanted to charge me for uh, keeping this call going. But yeah, otherwise, I think we're going to keep this in, man. Fuck it. You know, it's I haven't potted for a couple of weeks. We're doing two this week. I'm doing one dropping today. And then this one's going to come out in a couple of days and uh, it'll be a little longer. And, you know, whatever. People have been thirsty for uh, for, uh, for for the pot. So, yeah, I think we are going to keep it in. Whatever. If it flows long, it flows long. It'd be almost disrespectful if we cut out some of the talk that occurred after 2 a.m. for crying out loud you know I mean, this is how much i love your ass i stay up for you to 3 a.m thank you buddy i appreciate it. Ah, please as if you don't do that every night anyway i see you tweeting out at like nine o'clock i know my time. i know, I know. Just no but you. no but 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 thank you man it's a shame that jenna couldn't join us all uh I'll yeah him, i'll give him a shout i'm seeing him next week for uh for dinner i'll give him a little smack in the back of yeah the but i know he felt yeah, bad say about hi it. to him for me yeah we'll do I, I hope he's doing well he's doing all right man he's uh you know he's doing about as well as an accountant can do um <laughs> where can the people get at you nima tavali well, I, I most I use Twitter uh, at Nimatav R O D is my personal one at Semprinter.com is the Semprinter site and at Itafootpod is Italian Football Podcast Twitter. And uh, yeah, no, we've actually got some really exciting news um, coming up for Semprinter and potentially for the Italian Football Podcast. Uh, I, I just signed papers the other day and sold half of Semprinter to a giant media company that's going to help us. Oh, congrats. Us. All right. Thanks. Good for you. Thanks. So so it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. They're a giant platform, and they're going to help us grow. And you're the first person. I, oh, this show is the first person I'm actually saying this. All on. right. All right. Let's go. 
it's, it's you know, if, if anyone's listening to this, if anyone's listening two and a half hours through, there's there, there, there's a little payoff here in Interisa. Yeah. There we go. Keep following. Uh, keep yeah, following it's going to go. Gonna, yeah, help, it's going to help us take take things to the next level. Good. And, and I'm and I'm I'm really happy and excited about it. At sempre intercom at Ital Footpod at Nimatav Rude with two O's. Nima Tavali, you're the man. I appreciate Thank you doing you, this, Sam. buddy. Thank All you. right. The handsome and powerful Nima Tavali Rutsari. <laughs> Till next time. Alla prossima. And listeners, again, if you haven't followed us already, please do so on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Cultural Podcast. Subscribe if you enjoyed the pod. And until next time, we'll catch you soon. Much love. Ciao. Non parlo